Now, I tell you, folks, this is what the American left wants you to think. Uh, thank you for joining us on the Stagler. Uh, we hope tonight you decide to get red-pilled with us and uh, go on a journey of uh, self-discovery and uh, not becoming so woke that your uh, brain falls out. <laughs> I am I am Bert Lemonstrom, and uh, this is The Talk with Bert Lemonstrom. I am here with my first guest, Peter Bitch. <laughs> Peter Bitch, how are you? I'm okay. Now, you are a beta cuck, is that right? Indeed. <laughs> Okay, guys. Hey, okay. It's not actually what the fuck was my name. I don't care. Bart. Bart Lemonstrom. Yeah. Bart Lemonstrom. Peter Bitch. <laughs> Peter Bitch. <laughs> they seem like a cool, cool duo. We might, we might have to go back to them someday. Maybe. Um, it is actually the Stagler, you guys. It is episode forty-five of the Stagler. We are talking about the Wachowskis. The Wachowskis. The Wachowskis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you didn't know, they made the Matrix. Or if you were at a, if you were at like a Alpine resort, it'd be like, "Watch out, skis!" And you'd be like standing there, and the skis would be like French frying right at you. French frying? Yeah, pizza. You point the skis together, and you go slow. French fry, they're parallel, and you go faster. Interesting. So if they're French frying at you, they're top speed. If skis are pizzaing at me, I'm like, oh well, they're slowing down. I'm not too scared. But French fry? Oh shit, it's bad. That's not good. Okay, I didn't know that was a thing. I thought, okay, never mind. What did you think? Did you think it was like... Well, uh, I didn't, I just didn't know what it meant. I was just, I never heard of it. I didn't really think of anything. It's just what I... Okay, well, you're really good at that. Not thinking, <laughs> I know. I'm really good at that. Anyway, what up? Hey, guys, it's uh, New Year. Haven't seen you in a while. Happy New Year. Happy We're New back. Year. Hope things are going well for you. We're glad to be here with it's a big cool year. episode. Um, when we talk about the Wachowskis, obviously The Matrix is what comes to mind, and that was the basis of this show because the new Matrix movie just came out a little bit ago. It did. Um, couple, only a couple weeks. But they made a few other films, and we're going to be talking about those two. I was thinking when we get to the spotlight, we're actually going to talk about all their other films first and then kind of wrap back to The Matrix and do The Matrix for uh, at the end there, the spotlight. When are they going to make The Matrix with horses <laughs> in place of all the humans? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe Matrix Five that'll be called that, and it's it's been horses all along. <laughs> the Matrix. Maybe it's all an allegory for like the glue, you know, big glue, big glue, <laughs> big glue. You know what? You're right. That's when you have an igloo that has sex with men and women. Anyway. All right. <laughs> hey, buy glue, big glue. It works. On this show, we talk about things that we've seen at the beginning. Yes, weeks. It is. It's uh, it's time for weeks. And um, I'm going to talk about some things that I've seen. Sure. Uh, I saw King Richard a long time ago. King Dick? King Dick. Nice. King Cock. King Cock. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> uh, it's a good movie. Will Smith is very good. That's all. King Cock and... Any questions? Cockzilla. Will Smith, he's going to win the Oscar. Really? Yeah, he's just going to win. Oh, he geez. hasn't won That's one, an important so he's thing to, just going to win. I think it's going to be a legacy award. He's just going to win. But he is really good. Okay. That's well, that's nice. Um, I also saw Netflix show, Arcane. Yeah. Now, listen, I don't play League of Legends. All right? I don't want anyone to think that I do. I have barely, I played it? I have played it before. I barely tolerate you playing Smite. So League well, of Smite Legends is would cool, though. end our friendship. Smite is cool, though. It would end our friendship. It would end our 
business partnership as well. I wish Smite was as popular as League, but maybe someday. I wish Smite was as popular as getting your nuts torn off. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Same with League. Um, but it's not the world we live in. <laughs> it's not. Um, Arcane, though, is actually really good. Mm-hmm. Um, it's got a really cool animation style. I don't really know how to explain it. It's like kind of like if you took like the Walking Dead, like Telltale. Oh, interesting. And like the word that always came to my mind was better. paper mache. Oh yeah, I guess that's, that's what it looks like to, to me, put sort it. of. Um, and obviously, I didn't know anything about like the show. I didn't know like who Jinx was or like whatever. All these people were like, well, I love playing Jinx in League yeah. of Legends. She's my favorite jungler mm-hmm. or whatever <laughs> well, she is. I don't know. Um, but she's got a cool story, and there's a lot of I didn't like Haley Steinfeld is in it. There's a yeah. lot of big name actors and actresses in, which is cool. Um, and I was the show started, and first couple episodes I was like, okay, this is good, but I'm kind of like confused on like what it's about. Mm-hmm. And then like the third episode happens, which like something really big, revolutionary thing happens, and I was like, oh, okay, I get what, what the, the show's, show's about. about. And then the rest of the show happens, and it's cool, and Jinx is awesome and crazy bitch. Well, as far as I know. Because obviously all the characters have their own lore in the game and stuff. This is not that. Or if it is, it's like before the lore in the games. It's like a prequel to her in the game or something. Um, all I know is that what people were expecting from like, oh, this is her backstory in the game. Like, this is where she comes from. That's not what the show was. It was oh, like okay. kind of new. Where it's like, she could still eventually do the things from the game. But it's totally new. Nobody knew what to expect really from the show. Mm. And it seemed like that worked in their favor. Okay, well, that's interesting. Um, it's what I've been told. Again, I don't, I don't care. Right. Um, I think the villain is really strong. Probably one of the stronger parts of the show. But one of the weaker parts for me is uh, there's two things basically: the comedy. Okay. A lot of the comedy don't really land for me. Some of it is like okay, but a lot of it. I mean, there's not. Granted, there's not a whole bunch of it. It's a pretty mature show. Okay. Um, so there's not a lot of it. But the one thing that really I just couldn't get around it. There's a rom- one of the main romances in the show. Like I just could not get past. Like I there's they have zero chemistry, mm-hmm. and I was just like, no, this should not be happening ever. But it does. In no world would these two people ever get together, and it just kind of like and it's like a big part of the show, like that they're like in love. Mm. And I'm like, no, you're not. <laughs> no, you're not in love, actually. That's not how You it guys works. fucked. I get it. And we saw it. By the way, there's sex. Oh, my God. There's animated sex. Like, X-rated? And it does. You don't get all the way. But it's like, I was like, wow. <laughs> really? Yeah, I wow, was. Because I wasn't expecting it. Yeah. So if you want to see some anime sex, what's the show for you? <laughs> okay, I don't want to call it anime, but I get it. I mean, listen. Is it? If you're tired of... Looking up League of Legends R34 <laughs> on the internet, you can just watch Arcane and just get the same thing. I'll watch it if it's her and then also like Marge Simpson and like Lois Griffin, <laughs> like all having sex with each other. Okay. That's my favorite genre. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh, Arcane School. Is it done? Is it like a it's self-contained story? It ended? Oh, no. And... There's going to be another season. Okay. Okay. Because it definitely ends big cliffhanger. That kind of... That's not how I would have done it, which, of course, I... That's what I I thought. It was just a thingy, but it ends like a huge cliffhanger. I thought it would have been cool if they were like... I know League of Legends has that huge roster, or at least, you know, plenty of people on it. 
that it'd be like, this is Jinx's, and then they come out another one. This is this character's. That would be And cool. it'd be a season of like each character, yeah. which they could like keep going for a very long time. Mm-hmm. But I suppose maybe if they have characters where it's like, oh, this guy is like, his backstory is he's angry or something, you know? It yeah. wouldn't always be that. He's angry. Feeling, <laughs> you know, like Kratos or whatever. Yeah. Um, that reminds me. The one last thing I want to say is um, Riot Games, which are the people that made League and they made the show or whatever, mm-hmm. they've always been really good at like music. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they made like KDA or whatever, which is like more popular than like any of the games they've ever made. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they, they made like their own soundtrack for the show and it's really good. And the way they use music in the show and stuff is like really cool and it's just like it's got like a cool vibe like you're like oh you know what this is cool and the mm-hmm. music is really good too you can just like listen to it by yourself like imagine dragons performs and like a bunch of other cool people mm. but the music is definitely a highlight anyway demon slayer's still going demon slayer's cool right great show now i want to talk about the expanse the expanse the expanse there's been two more episodes episodes three and episodes four they've been fantastic nice I love this show. I'm mm-hmm. in love with The Expanse. If I could love The Expanse and marry it, I would do it. Okay. But I don't think legally I can do that. No, you'd have to move to Norway. Mm. Anyway, I don't want to say much because, you know, I don't want to spoil it for you because you're going to watch the show because I'm going to make you. Okay. <laughs> but there is a space battle in the third episode. Like a dogfight? Yeah, kind of. Mm. And it might be the coolest thing i've ever seen in my entire life wow i was like you know there's been space battles before in the show and they're always cool but then somehow every time there's a new one they always somehow like ramp up the stakes and like just make it more intense and Mm -hmm. just make it cool as fuck Mm -hmm. like mild spoilers but not even really spoilers i'm just gonna say there's a 360 no scope railgun shot (laughs) it's pretty impressive and it's freaking cool as hell that's all I'm going to say. Okay. And if that doesn't sell you on the show to see a, a spaceship doing a 360 no-scope railgun, I don't know what you want from sci-fi, but that's, that's what I true. want. Yeah. Anyway, then the worst thing ever happened to me. Okay. In my... This is not the first time you've said this. <laughs> <laughs> but this is actually the worst thing ever. So, I've lived on this planet for like 22 years at this point. Sure. And I've always been like... The one thing I'll never, ever do is watch Twilight, like the whole series. Okay. And I remember that. I remember specifically it being on at your house and you refusing to watch it. (laughs) So me and my friends, every Thursday night, we watch a movie and we usually do like we just recently did all the Fast and Furious movies. Uh So we did like nine weeks watching all the movies. And my friends came up with a great idea. They were like, let's watch Twilight. And I was like, no, let's not watch Twilight. But then everybody conspired against me Mm -hmm. and was like, let's watch all the Twilight movies. So I was roped in Mm -hmm. and I watched Twilight. It sucks. But But I'm Team Edward. (laughs) Okay. Are you Team Edward because of what Robert Pattinson's been up to since or actually in the movie? Partly yes, but also another thing we do is we... For whatever like series we're watching, we do like online quizzes. Like, what character would you be in the show? And I got Edward. So, mm. just saying. Okay. I I'm like. Cool. Oh, what is her name? Oh, I don't remember her name. Short hair vampire Cullen. Yep, I remember. I like her. That's the yeah. And Nancy. Nice. No, that can't be Nancy. I would no. never like a Nancy. 
Whatever her name is. I know who you're talking about. Yeah. Anyway, Twilight, I'm not going to talk about it. It sucks. The only thing... I had this movie at one star on Letterboxd. Mm -hmm. But then the credits happened and they played Linkin Park. (laughs) So you got My favorite band ever. And I was like, that's awesome. I'll give it another half star. There you go. But then after Linkin Park song ended in the credits, they played Paramore. Wow. So I gave it another half star. So it's now a two stars. One star based off music choice. That's, That's fair enough. That was huge for me. Um, do you know about the actors who appear in the later films? Like famous people? Yeah. No, I just know we got okay. Kristen Stewart, Robert Patty, and uh I Anna Kendrick is in the first movie. Can you believe yes, that? Yes, yeah. That's amazing. Um, okay, that I won't say. Oh, cool. Because I can think of at least two people who I was like, wow, they were in those movies. Anyway. Okay, interesting. I'm not excited. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Can't wait to see New Moon. Frick yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that does it? Yeah. Okay, well, I watched something kind of similar to Twilight. Not really, but kind of. It's called Lyle. It's a short little movie on, I think I watched on Shudder. Must have. Um, it's like it's seriously only like an hour and some change. It's not really that long at all. Okay. And it's Rosemary's Baby, but with lesbians. Nice. So it's basically this couple moves into this apartment with their daughter. You know, they have an overly affectionate neighbor who's like oh it's so nice to meet you i guess but i'm 80 but i'm having a baby too and she's like you're weird and then the baby falls out a window and dies and they're like ah and then they're like let's try again so she gets pregnant again and you find out that they were all conspiring and you know a deal with the devil it's like you know you have to give your firstborn son but they're like what if you don't have sons and it's like oh it's then it's your first two daughters was like the rule that this thing came up with i don't know if that's real or if they just made that up Okay. And so they're like, she has a daughter, or she's having a daughter, and then she finds out this plan, and she has to, like, fight back and everything, and then the rest of the movie happens. Um, well, that's, like, the very end of the movie, but it's is just this a little... Is this a new film, or is it, like... Yeah, it's newer. Okay. And it's uh, it's a fine little movie. I'm glad that it was... This is going to sound like a dick thing to say, but I'm glad that it was shorter, because it definitely felt like it was running out of steam with what it was doing. Because, especially comparing it to Rosemary Baby, which how can you not? Because it's the same movie. Um, I wasn't feeling too many new, new ideas. <laughs> the main thing is I liked that they gave the main character a little bit more autonomy. You know, a little bit more figuring stuff out for herself. And especially the ending, giving her more choice in the matter. That was nice. That's cool. Um, but yeah, eh, check it out if you got the time. If you really liked Rosemary's Baby, it'll probably scratch that itch a little bit for you. Scratch the itchy so. for the baby of Rose. Mary. Mary. And this the, the first baby is Lyle that dies. Rest in peace, Lyle. Rest in peace, you Lyle. You will be remembered. Mm-hmm. Anyway, other than that, I watched uh, Witcher Season 2. We. We did. Well, you not together, but separately. Yeah, but together we did both see it all. Um, the Witcher Season 2. Thoughts? How's, how's your Geralt impression? Siri. You need to uh, walk this way. When I tell you to run, you run. Okay, you want to hear my Siri impression? Sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't quite get that. <laughs> Is that funny? That was funny. Okay. Yeah. Uh, it was uh, Witcher Season 2. I have a kind of... The bad thing is people told me it was better than Season 1, so I went into it with those expectations. I didn't and, hear that. Uh, it was not... I thought it was worse than season one. It is worse than se- Well, 
What? What do you What do you got to say? There's one thing about it that's better than season one, and that's that it is chronological. Yeah, it's it. I do remember that being kind of a gripe back in season one days, but like. <laughs> It made me miss it in this season because I was like, maybe it was better when it was no, it <laughs> out was, of order. It wasn't. It wasn't. But you're right. It wasn't. Um, there was definitely a lot. Highlights. I, f- I feel like it's easier for me to talk about what I liked. Um, and I liked series progression through this season. Siri, yes. Yeah, Siri's um, cool. Up to the getting possessed, I was like, oh, that seems weird to kind of take everything away from her at the end like that. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I liked like one of the episodes with Yennefer and... Um, the guy teaming up and stuff. Like, they went through the sewers and they were Yaskier? Like, no, 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 no. Not Yaskier. The other guy. The night guy that she escaped with. That she was supposed to kill and then she, like, escaped with him. Really? He's, like, half of the season is them hanging out. What are you talking out. about? Her and the night guy. They're like, you have to... He's the tra- He's the Nilfgaardian soldier general. You have to kill him in front of the witch's oh. order. And then she's like, no, I'm not going to do that. And then they run away together, and then they, like, go in the tunnels and everything. Run away with me. There was, like, one good part with them, and there was a good part with Jaskier that I liked, which was the fire mage, and she has to, like, trick him without her magic, and she, like, spits the alcohol on his face. Mm -hmm. I like that scene, you know? I like, like, there's not enough Jaskier. Jaskier is kind of, like, all of his scenes are pretty good in this season. Yeah, I like him. Um, He he definitely worked. It's a shame that he doesn't have more, honestly. Because they he doesn't even come up to like him so yeah four or five there's um yeah but I bet Murray he like wasn't in I was like dude where is yeah. like Yaskier the dude to me after watching <laughs> season one I was like this show is Geralt Yen Siri and Yaskier yeah that is the show and the song the first time you see him he sings that new song Butcher mm-hmm. that song was better than Tasso Coin you thought so I think so yeah, I think it was better but maybe not as catchy if that makes sense yeah. That makes sense. Toss coin to your witch, it gets stuck in your head, but that's just like a better song, um, the burn one. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked he used more magic. Geralt he uses did. more of his like magic abilities. But you know who didn't? Yennefer. Well, that's because <laughs> in this season, like it just starts off and it's like you lose your chaos magic. And the whole season is her like trying to get it back again. <laughs> yeah. Or you know, she trying never to... mad does she even she magics at the very end. At the very end. Right, yeah. That's at the it. very, very end of the season. She and she heals again. the dude. Yeah, she's like, like oh, I got my magic back. And that was just such a disappointing thing for her character to be like, I don't have magic again. And it's, come on, do it. Do the, Move the rock. Yeah, because like the first season, like half the first season, she doesn't have That's magic That's what it's either. about. Yeah. And, and then, then you like, see she her. her magic. The end of season one, it's like this huge fire and everything. It's like, wow, it's this big moment, really cathartic payoff. And this one, the payoff is she heals a little stabby wound. I don't know. It just didn't really work for me. I, I was really disappointed with what they did with Yennefer because I just felt like, I don't know. If that yeah. was a season three plot line, maybe I'd like it more because we'd get a whole season of her using the magic. Right. Like, but at least oh, no. now we know, like, hopefully that she'll just have her magic now. For now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Until the next, like, ah, uh, you, something happened. Your syphilis is flaring up and it doesn't let you use your magic. Yeah. Um. I thought the fight choreography and editing was a little worse this season i mean they're still doing that slow-mo off of every like they do the wonder woman slow-mo they do where you just slow-mo for nothing mm-hmm. it's not like hey look at this cool thing and so they just hit the slow-mo button like just in the middle of the scene mm-hmm. for no reason i think it's interesting i must have brought this up with season one but uh, well, one of the big problems i had with both these seasons is i don't know if i care about a lot of the casting choices 
Um, but some people win me over. Like at first, I wasn't sure about Yennefer, but I love Yennefer now. Mm-hmm. Um, Yasker kind of, Yasker always worked for me. Geralt, of course, always worked. Series great. Um, Triss in this season actually won me over a little bit. I'm starting to like Triss a little bit more because she has the red hair now. <laughs> you know, uh, Tissaia has always been good. Um, right. Okay. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm trying to think about exactly. who everybody is. It. And then Fringilla works for me. All the elves. The elves. Uh, okay. That that reminds me. That brings me to a point about the elves. I mean, I thought the elf storyline was kind of eh, mm-hmm. but I will say the one scene after the main elf lady's like child is murdered, yeah, and Sheila's like putting all the signs on like the doors, and like mm-hmm. the babies are like getting the things, and you like hear all like the babies crying, and then she just like, Twah! and it goes silent for like a couple seconds, and, and then you hear like all the screaming of like the moms. That was like really well executed, it was, yeah, and that like worked good. I think that was the only elf thing that I liked. <laughs> yeah, but other than that, the elves, <laughs> not, sure not big on not big on the in in the Zentria. Elf stuff. Or whatever it was called. Um, it was and then show. the other... What was the lady's name you said before you said the elves? Fringilla? Right. She's the one that, like, stopped time and, like, killed all those people. Yes. Yeah. That was cool, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm just thinking about cool parts. Yeah, it was cool. No, no, that was no. cool. And, she like, and she's like, you... Whatever. She talks mm-hmm. to the dude. The and dude, he, yeah. And he's like... <laughs> the one thing I would say is that with this season... And it is hard thinking about the last season because it does feel like it was so long ago. Mm-hmm. Um, the monsters felt really shoehorned in to this season. I agree. I think. The monsters, yeah, they just kind of like show up. Like the first episode, I think it's the first episode. It's the bull dude and the flying. The creature. first episode sucks. Uh, yeah, I didn't really didn't care for it like at all. And when you think about it, and like the whole show, like it just doesn't it doesn't fit. matter. It really. just doesn't fit. That's why I'm saying it's like they had like, oh, this is a monster show. Uh, here. <laughs> yeah, and like the monster fight at the end of that episode, like was like boring she flies around he kind of goes and then he does like a backwards move and then you had like the big creature in the woods well there was the leshen the tree monster that got the one witcher right that was pretty cool but then they go out to see it and then it's just that weird mantis goat thing that kills it right the effects though of like the thing like coming out of him Mm -hmm. it looked like not it wasn't all cgi like they had some like puppet stuff going on there at least that's what it seemed like but that was cool but yeah, then like the real thing was like whatever. Then there's like no monsters for like three or four episodes. Yeah, they kind of disappear. And then all of a sudden, Chernabog shows up and kills Roach. Yeah. The worst part of the show. <laughs> Why? What the fuck? It's we wrong. had one nice thing in the show, and that was Roach. But he gets a new Roach. I mean, you you have to know that literally he's been through like 80 horses because he's like 100. <laughs> yeah, but I liked Roach. They're all Roach. He names every horse Roach. Roach isn't a specific. You liked Roach number 43 or whatever. Oh, well, I like the Roach that was in the first season. <laughs> yeah, well, that was Roach number 43. <laughs> well, Roach number 44, eh. Not, not really not doing big it for one. me. But yeah. It... And then, like, the very last episode, the demon summons, like, a couple monster basilisks. Right, but they're, like, crazy weird ones. and Not the one from Harry Potter. No. And then you see the, the horsemen. Guys, the wild, the hunt. wild hunt. I was waiting the whole season. I was like, because I don't know anything about The Witcher. Mm-hmm. I never played any of the games or anything. I played like a little bit of the, of the Wild Hunt game, but I haven't like gone back to it mm-hmm. yet. And I was like, hmm, because that only thing I know is the Wild <laughs> Hunt. I was like, hmm, I wonder if the Wild Hunt's ever gonna be in the show. And it's then like, the very hey. end, it, I was like, that's the Wild Hunt. I know mm-hmm. it is. Yeah, that's cool. I mean, there's definitely stuff that I think I said it's season one. Next season could be really great. 
<laughs> and I feel like I'm saying it again. Yeah. Next season could be really great, but who knows? Uh, Witcher season two was a letdown for me. Big agree. But I'll watch season three. Yeah, I'll watch it. I'm I, still in it. I will watch just because, I don't know, Henry Cavill as Geralt is just too, even though like the show might be like, eh, I could just like watch him be Geralt for like ever. Yeah. He's just perfect. That's pretty good. And he like really loves it. Mm-hmm. That's good. So, I don't know. That helps, I guess. I think it helps a lot. <laughs> like, I think it helps a lot, a lot. Yeah. But, but yeah. you know, whatever. What are you going to do? I think the biggest surprise was seeing that Jaskier is like jacked this season. Dude, when he <laughs> takes his shirt off that one scene, I was like, holy, was he like, could beat the crap out of Gary. I was like, since when? Jeez. Dude is freaking All that loot yoked. must be a heavy fucking loot. Must be. Dude is yoked. I just thought that was really funny. That was funny. Anyway, uh, we saw one more thing. We did see this together, though. We saw this in the movie theater. We saw licorice pizza. Licorice pizza. Warning, there is no licorice pizza in the film. Yeah, there's not. It's a little strange. Uh, the whole movie, I was like, when are they going to eat that licorice pizza? Would you eat pizza with licorice on it? Come on now. Yes. Of okay. course. What? But what is licorice pizza? Is it cheese pizza with licorice on it? Or is it like the crust is made of licorice and then it's tomato sauce and no, cheese? I would think like chopped up pieces of licorice would be on the pizza in place of like pepperoni. Okay. It would just be like a topping. That makes most sense to me, I think. I'm going to invent that. What did we think of licorice pizza? Well, we is a broad term. <laughs> it is. It seemed like... So here's my side of the story. We walked out of the movie theater and it seemed like we were both like... Yeah, that was good. Mm-hmm. It wasn't great. It was just like a good film, and neither of us enjoyed the ending. Yeah. But now all of the sudden, well, I don't know about all of a sudden, but it has been made known to me that you maybe don't even like this movie I, at all. I think you just misunderstood what I said, because it was a good movie until the ending, meaning the ending made the rest of the movie a bad movie. Mm. like it's a good movie good movie and then the ending recontextualizes the whole thing for me and i'm like oh this is a bad movie to me that's how it ended up being for me and still i i'm not saying it's like the worst movie i've ever seen it's still properly made except for some movie you've ever seen i said it's not but um (laughs) i i like it's properly made and everything obviously you know well yeah Um, except for some editing choices i don't know if i agreed with but uh, (laughs) <laughs> you know well, Paul. you know what Paul Thomas Anderson says is that he says fuck you I liked Venom let there be carnage yeah <laughs> he does say that okay well why didn't you like it licorice pizza is about Alana right Alana yeah her name is Alana she's what 25 25 she says she's 25 she is kind of a listless she's kind of just wandering through life she's Basically, she's like attaching on to men in her life and just kind of like rolling with it until she gets tired of it and then moves on. And the first one she latches on to and keeps latching on to in this one is 15-year-old Gary Valentine, played by Cooper Hoffman. Coopy. And um, they have a, a quote-unquote relationship. like Not well, a relation, he... not like love, but like friendship. Like Yeah, well, at first he's like, yo... Be my girl. And she's like, uh, dude, 
I'm like 10 years older than you. Mm -hmm. That's freaking weird. But like, we could like hang out, I guess, Mm -hmm. whatever. And he's like, I'm going to marry you. She's like, you're a freak. Yeah. And then she goes to the restaurant to hang out with him. And he's like, we're never going to forget each other. And this is great. And I love life. And she's like, my life is over. Get it? It's like, she thinks her life is over. He thinks his life is just beginning. Oh, they'll equal each other out or whatever. That's why they're meant to be together. I don't know. Right. <laughs> I mean, it is an interesting dynamic. And like I said, the whole movie could work if it, like the ending was just like different to me because it just made me think of everything I thought I was getting from each scene was like wrong. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, they're getting something from each other, but not romance. And then the end of the movie is like, it's wrong. It's love. It's true love. Yeah. I thought it was about them. Unless it's not. Unless it's not, which is, I have a, <laughs> I have a theory. Okay. <laughs> I have a conspiracy theory. Okay. Are you uh, going to do it now or later? At the end. I will do it at the end. Okay. So the movie is, when you really think about it, and the more I thought about it, even regardless with the ending, the more I just didn't like it, because it just felt a little disjointed by the end of the day. Collection of scenes that just kind of happened to happen, which is kind of PTA's almost thing. He does that a little bit from time to time. I guess it depend, where, depends what movie. It does depend on the movie, but sometimes you're like, why did I see this? And you don't really get why you saw that scene until later. Mm-hmm. Um, still in this movie, there's some scenes that I don't know why I saw them at all. Like, if we want to just get to this point, the racist Japanese caricature scenes Yeah, that just came out of nowhere. Not sure what's going on weren't there. Weren't funny in either if laughing at because look at him do the funny accent or laugh at the racist man like either way you look at it it's not funny either way yeah um they didn't seem they seemed earnest in their play for comedy i don't think it was supposed to be like make you uncomfortable and be like ah look at this. yeah it seemed like it was supposed to be funny but it just was the just timing like... of it and everything um same with like the talent lady saying like you're a jewish girl and everyone wants them and blah blah and that was played for comedy too and everything it had the same energy, those two scenes. Yeah. Um, was not comfortable with that, especially because I, I saw people talking about this movie. It's one of the reasons why my review of it kept getting lower and lower oh, because I didn't, I didn't like the discourse I was seeing around it, which one of, the per- one of the defenses of those scenes was like, oh, well, it's showing the time. That's just how it was, you know, blah, blah, blah. But then I looked up the actual people that was based off of, and like that woman spoke English. <laughs> Like, she did not speak only Jap. Like, she was an English speaker. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, you're lying if you're trying to pass this off of, oh, it's historically accurate. No, it's actually not. Yeah. He actually went out of his way to make it not historically accurate. Interesting. So it's very weird to even have that at all. Um, there's another scene where Alana and Gary kind of are uh, falling apart a little bit. And we have the one, let's, what's like the major scenes? She's hanging out with like the famous movie star and like rides on the back of his bike. She falls off and he runs to her. He's like, are you okay? Yeah. We have, they're working with the water beds and she's like in a bikini, like selling the water beds. And he like starts hitting on a different, um, like a girl and she gets like jealous. Mm-hmm. There's, they visit the Bradley Cooper's character. Right. And then they do the. The truck. They do the, the whole truck, truck thing with the gas. The whole truck thing with the gas, which our theater just thought was hilarious. They were loving it. Was it was so weird. In our theater, there was like little titters like, haha, you know, throughout the thing. But when they saw that they were out of gas right after they crashed that dude's car, 
they were like, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Freaked out. They were like, no absolutely. Like, I had to look back. I was like, are these actors? Like, are these extras paid to be these in paid extras? Is there a theater? sign that says, like, laugh right now? Like, it was funny, but it was just a weird how yeah, huge yeah. of a response it got. Agree. Um, they do that. And then the last thing is she starts working for a politician. and he's, Benny Safdie. Benny Safdie. And he's gay. And it's like a secret. And he needs her to be, like, the secret girl or the girlfriend to, like, hide it. Um. And that's another scene that I eventually took issue with because it almost seemed to like parallel the idea of, you see, the struggles that this gay couple goes through, that's just like the struggle that the 25-year-old dating the 15-year-old goes through. And I'm like, those two things are not equal. Oh, That's not okay to be compared like that. Right. That's not the same. No. (laughs) And I was really turned off by the idea of those being compared like in earnest. Um, and yeah, that's the main thing in the end of the movie. She, they run back to each other. They are like, Oh, we need each other. They kiss. And she looks at him. They kiss. They do. She looks at him longingly and they're kind of running away and she's holding his hand and she says, I love you. And then it just Fades and then movie over. Yeah, I remember that. I don't remember them kissing. They kiss, yeah. Dang. They... I See, I was even up to it with the kiss. I was like, okay, it's a kiss, but like, as long as she like, whatever, I was like, fine. It's really creepy, but... She showed him her boobs, too. She did do that, and that was weird for a 25-year-old to do. And that's why I think, because I see so many people saying like, <clears throat> oh, all the talk about the age gap is tedious and unneeded, and I'm like, Why? Yeah, what? Why is it unneeded to talk about? Is like I get at the time that was happening, like sure, but still, like I don't know. It's still weird, bro. If you do a movie today about the time, like it should be, like showing why maybe that wasn't the greatest thing. Because mm. if you make a movie about blackface, I mean, I haven't seen Bamboozled, so I don't know. Spike Lee, I'm sure he did whatever. But like, if you just make a racist movie and be like, that's how it was at the time, people aren't gonna be like, okay. <laughs> I believe you. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is funny because the movie has racist shit in it anyway. And I should say that even in the film, the only thing was the Japanese part that actually put me off balance. The rest of it, I was going along with it, even though in retrospect, some things make me uncomfortable. Even the gay scenes, mm-hmm. I was like, fine, until I really thought about it. Um, and it brings me back. Do you have anything more to say before I come back to my conspiracy? Go back to your conspiracy theory. Just okay. lay it on. So I need you to remember the beginning of the film where they're doing the high school pictures. The pictures, yeah. The very first thing that happens. Yeah, very first thing. And he's asking her on the date and, you know, whatever. They're having that back and forth. And he right. says, she says, maybe. And he'll say, okay. And he leaves and she walks back. And the photographer company that she's working with, the photographer behind the camera looks over to Lana, slaps her on the ass, and kind of, like, laughs. Right, And, like, goes back to work, and she's like, ugh, men. Paul Thomas Anderson is the camera guy. That is his stand-in for the film. And he made this movie creepy on purpose to see if anybody will call him out on it. And I am calling him out on it. It's fucking creepy. Don't do it. (laughs) Whoa. That is my only... Holy shit. That is a fucking accusation. (laughs) It's an accusation that saves the movie, that he made the movie bad on purpose. (laughs) Otherwise, it's worse in my eyes. I'd rather he made the movie bad on purpose than made this movie and been like, this is earnestly good in what I think. 
Wait, now I'm confused. You need to start over with your conspiracy theory. So there's that guy, the guy behind the camera in the movie, slaps Lana on the ass and kind of sexualizes her. Right. And I'm saying, Paul Thomas Anderson, that is his input. He put that guy in the movie as a reflection of him saying, I'm making this girl creepy and you're all like eating it up. <laughs> that's, that's my theory. And he's playing a big mind game that he's like, I'm such a famous director. Nobody's going to call me out. Everyone's going to praise it. And I'm going to be like, ha ha, look at you fools. And I don't think he would ever come out and say this because that defeats the purpose. But that's a theory. You got <laughs> some, this is some real QAnon stuff going on. <laughs> it is. I'm getting red pilled on the licorice pizza. That's how I like my licorice red. <laughs> Not really. I like black. I, uh... I don't believe this because it's giving okay, Paul cause... Thomas Anderson the benefit of the doubt, but it is fun to think about. Most of okay. my, my experience with this film is to stop giving... Imagine if this was not Paul Thomas Anderson. Imagine if Peter Bitch directed this film. A no-name person comes out and makes this movie. Do you think people are really going to be like, wow, Peter Bitch is a, <laughs> a voice for the era? Or are they going to be like, Peter Bitch is a creepy dude? Why did he hmm. make this movie? That is an interesting note. I think part of the name recognition saved this film for a lot of people, or you know, whatever... Because hmm. they're too scared to say Paul Thomas Anderson made a creepy movie. Or they honestly just have a very different moral standard than me and think that it's like fine. It might be it's a little bit of both. And I I don't really want to bring up the, well, okay, I don't want to, but I'm going to right now. The whole gender reversal idea. If it was a 15-year-old girl and a 25-year-old man, would people be like, wow, how great is this movie? I love it. Right. It was a 15-year-old model, actress, and then a 25-year-old pizza delivery guy. <laughs> Would people be, like, championing this? It's like, I love it. It's so awesome. No, that's a good point. Hmm. I had plenty of problems with this movie. And just the more I thought about it, the more I was like, I wish... it's uh, It hurts the movie because why do I need to think about these things at all? Mm-hmm. I have to bring the review down because it's making me think about these awful things. And it's making people discuss them. And it's like, eh. When the discourse around a movie is just shit and awful, it, to me, no matter what the intent of the film, it's going to take it down a little bit, you know? That's, that's, that's to me. You don't have any further thoughts? No, I agree with most of the things that you said. I guess I'm just a little more, like, unin- I don't want to say unintelligent. <laughs> Intelligent. <laughs> But like we've said before that like you're a lot better at like analyzing mm. things than I am. Mm. And I guess I just never really thought about any of that stuff. Yeah. I, I would also say the last thing is that the running was tiresome. Maybe that's the point. Maybe that's the, you should feel fatigued because all the running. There like, is a lot of running. It is. It just, I just, man, it's, I wouldn't have pointed out if the rest of the movie wasn't, didn't have any, so many problems, but I feel like I just need to lay it all out yeah. on the table. No, that's cool. Overuse the running. It felt like a film school trick, bitch. Wow. You were just going in on PTA. <laughs> Who made my the, favorite one movie of the, greatest of the modern 2010s. Filmmakers. He made Phantom Thread and you're talking to him like this? But Phantom Thread is also an interesting one that I'm not going to get into, but it has to do with like just working and what working is and what it means and stuff to me. That's what I got from it, partially. Obviously, that's it's all a lot that ma- All that matters is what it means to you. It yes. doesn't matter what the hell the person who made it was thinking. Well, I guess it depends. It depends. But, you know, you can 
you can think what you want. That's what it's all about. Yeah, I'm I'm upset that I licorice pizza ended up a dud for me, but I'd be interested in hearing people that I trust, you know, their conclusion with it, you know. Do you trust uh what if I can't think of a joke. Sorry. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> That's fine. That's the best. Just abort joke. You can have like two of those per show. If Keanu Reeves was like licorice pizza, more like licorice shit, uh, <laughs> would I be like, go Keanu Reeves? Yes. Okay. <laughs> if Charlize Theron was like licorice pizza was the best movie ever made, that's an interesting question. Yeah. What would you think about that? I would think that I need to erase it from my mind and pretend she didn't say it. What if in Fast 10, Charlize Theron as Cypher is like, remember Licorice Pizza? What a great film. And then she like says something that happens in the movie and then it becomes like a joke. That would be great because Cypher is a villain. <laughs> <laughs> so that's perfect. Okay, I think, we, I think we spent enough time. That's all. We can move on to our news segment real quick. To the news. I want to say something right at the beginning of the news. This is very important to me. Okay. I will say big news right now. Attack on Titan Season 4 Part 2 comes out tomorrow. Wow. And I could not be more excited. You're this watching is the it? the greatest moment of my life. Are you joking? No, I'm... Did you just ask me if I'm I'm Burt Lemonstrom from The Talk. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just want to say that's coming back right now. And I want to say anybody... That is going to watch it if you have not read the manga. Just try to avoid spoilers because very big things are going to be happening. Especially like the first like three or four episodes are going to be very intense, high action, plot. There's going to be a humongous reveal like within the first five episodes that will like change the way you look at the show. Okay. That's all. If I had to guess based off of the very few animes that I've seen, Aaron dies but sometime, somehow he's redeemed as like a hero – and then, like, the world is, like, changed, but not really. Mm. Interesting. Also, one more thing. I've heard, mm. I don't know, I haven't, like, been able to, like, confirm or deny this, that they're only adapting for this se- second part up to chapter 131, in which the manga goes to 139. What? So I'm confused on if they're just adapting to 131 and then, like, making a movie? Or just cutting it off. Or what they're planning. There's no, they cannot cut it off. Are they going to do a, a uh, who was it? Stanley Kubrick, Anthony Burgess, Clockwork Orange type deal where you just end it before the actual ending. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but that could also just be a hoax. Could be. So I don't know. But I guess we'll find out, right? I'm very excited. Could not be it's more exciting. excited. It's going to be super hyped. What else is exciting is HBO Max making top 10 list of most downloaded U.S. apps of 2021. That's huge. So you, it's like one of the top 10. It's, it's 45 million downloads. Wow. That's awesome because you know what? I'm going to say it. HBO Max is the best streaming service. Oh, that's tough. You mean catalog? Yeah. In terms of like layout, it's Netflix. Netflix. They just That's leaves. just because they've been around the longest. They know exactly what they're doing. Just copy Netflix. Are you loud? <laughs> Seriously, just do it. But in terms of, like, yeah, catalog of films and, like, originals, I would say Mm. that HBO Max is probably the best. Lot of quality. That's huge. Good job, HBO Max. What what else was it? It was TikTok was number one with 94 million. Huge. TikTok is awesome. Instagram number two was 64 million. Instagram sucks. Number three, Snapchat with 56 million, which surprised me. I thought Snapchat was, like, dying. If you're under the age of 21... 
or if you're over the age of 21 and you still use Snapchat like you did in high school, seek help. Like, good morning streaks. <laughs> like if you're if you're like 24 years old and you're like sending streaks every day, like That's, please get help. Oh my god. Seek I mean, un- unless you do have like a 8,000 day streak, then I'm like, okay, well maybe I don't know. Or like you just like if you like meet a girl on Tinder and you're like, well, let's start a streak up. Like, don't do that. That's oh, that'd be rough. Don't do that. I wouldn't do it. Cash App, fifty six million. Cash App's cool as well, but I guess slightly less fifty six million than Snapchat. Zoom fifty two. That makes sense. Messenger fifty one million, not fifty two. <laughs> How in the world does Messenger have more than Facebook? Aren't they the same thing? No, because Messenger is just for messaging. Facebook is like checking everybody feeds and stuff. But wasn't Messenger like a Facebook thing? So you have to have a Facebook account to use Messenger? Well, yeah, but you need a Messenger account to message on Facebook. But I guess it's just downloads in 2021, and Facebook's been that around too. forever. That's like true. 47 million people downloaded Facebook. Download it. That's crazy. When may they undownlo- undownloaded it? Ah, uh, yeah. Does it count if you like deleted it and then redownload Maybe. it? Maybe. WhatsApp, 47.2 nice. million. YouTube, 47. Atrio Max. Nice. No, there's not another single streaming service on there. That's pretty cool. YouTube's close, but not really. YouTube's not a streaming service. I mean, you like not stream the same things, way, but, but not, yeah. you know. That is that is interesting. That's cool. Good job, HBO Max and Warner Brothers. It's because of those breakout day and date. It's got to be, you know. It really is. How many of those people are sticking around? But they're not doing though? that anymore. I know. So how many people are sticking around? I don't know. It's interesting, though. It is interesting data. Data? data scott pilgrim anime series in development at netflix no thanks what i'm just they tried turning animes into tv shows now they're gonna try turn in a movie into anime well it's a comic book it's a graphic novel comic book became movie became anime well i think i know i think it's comic book it's like the witcher it's they're adapting the comic book not the movie oh the anime is gonna be I believe, yeah. But isn't that what the movie does? Nah, sort of. It's very abridged, obviously, because it's a lot shorter. Um, But it'll be Mm. sort of. Uh, Well, but this one says that Edgar Scott, or Edgar Scott. Edgar (laughs) Scott. Edgar Wright is executive producing. Um, So who knows? Interesting. Maybe it's unclear. I don't know. We'll see. It's just like kind of weird. Like, I like new stuff. I do like new stuff. That's all. (laughs) Marvel movies. (laughs) Made 30% of the total box office last year. Last year is in 2021? Yeah. Okay. That's not fair. That is not fair. For two reasons. Okay. Well, I guess that's really one reason. There's a pandemic. Mm -hmm. No one is going to the movies often. Except for Spider-Man. And then they release Spider-Man No Way Home, and everybody sees it. So, And it's like... Made like probably a billion dollars at this point. A billion trillion dollars. So of course it's gonna have like twenty percent. That's not like, I mean, is the industry dying? Yes. <laughs> Wait, but it's not like Spider Man No Way Home was the fucking nail in the coffin mm. for original voices in cinema. There, it's just we're in an unprecedented time. Well, I think maybe it's. Because people bring up this conversation always, and we do too. There's a difference between cinema and theaters. Martin Scorsese has a lot to say about this. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like, will theaters die out? Like, obviously, mass. Like, will it be like, oh, the closest theater is the next state? Maybe in a very far off time. 
I hope not. But I hope not either. But semen. like, it's not it's semen. <laughs> semen. <laughs> <laughs> it's been too long that we haven't been in the studio. I'm just... <laughs> um. Yeah. But like, even if theaters are ever in trouble, I don't think it's going to affect movies. You know, no movies are always going to be things. But I guess it is weird when you think about it because like, no one went to really see any movie. I mean, freaking what? Tenet came out. We saw Tenet came out. We saw West Side Story. It was like West three Side Story, people. No one saw Licorice Pizza. Was okay. There was yeah, but like that's still that not movie, as what you would expect. You no, know, uh, the other Marvel movies that came out didn't make as you know this. Mm-hmm. I understand this movie is a little different, mm-hmm. but then like Spider Man comes out and people flock to the theaters like it yeah. was five years ago when and Omicron cases. <laughs> yeah, yeah. See, <laughs> fucking skyrocket. Thanks a lot. Kevin Feige, look what you did. Look what you did. Look what you made me do. Um, so I guess it is interesting that everyone was like totally willing to go to the movie theater, no matter the risk, mm-hmm. to see Spider-Man, but not to go see you know these other things that people should like. Like The Matrix, which bombed. Yeah. But uh, HBO Max. Right. It's different. So, yeah. It's weird. It, it's weird. It's weird for sure. Atlanta season three will finally arrive next spring as FX announces long overdue premiere date. That's huge. Thursday, March 24th at 10 p.m. I actually can't wait. Two new episodes. Ten episodes, but two to start. Oh, nice. You haven't seen Atlanta. Mm -mm. I'll probably be trying to. I have. It's a really amazing show. It's definitely, it's like unlike anything you've ever seen. If you haven't seen it, just watch it. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's got Donald Glover. I'll definitely check it out. And last piece of news here, John Wick Chapter 4 pushed back to 2023. Uh, that hurts. That does. You know what, though? That's okay. Gives me plenty of time to catch up. Right. Yeah, you still haven't seen the John Wickies. I've seen one. Only the first one. I need to see two and three, and then I'll be ready for four. Plenty of time. I could watch them at, like, .02 speed, and by the time I was done, the fourth one will come out. I feel like they would be done way before. Point zero 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 two speed. Okay, now maybe, maybe, but I don't know. I don't know how that works. I don't know how long they are. No, they're like, they're not overly long. They're like two hours. Why doesn't this article say the runtime of John Wick 1, 2, and 3 is, I feel like it should say that. Yeah? Yeah. That's definitely important. All combined. Anyway, that does it. Um, well, okay. We have a, we have like a obituaries to get through because, oh boy, was there quite a few... People passing away. A lot of people died. Um, in order of when I heard it, Jean-Marc Vallée uh, has passed away. He was 58 years old. You'll know him from Sharp Objects, Big Little Lies, Dallas Buyers Club. This one I heard. was just so out of nowhere. Literally. Because like the others, they're in their 80s and 90s. But he was 58. I was expecting to see stuff from him for a long time. I know. It's just gone. Super it excited really to does see what suck. he was gonna do. So. I'm just glad we got what we did. You know, there's yeah, he's made a few films that I would really love to check out, mm-hmm. um, and just really go back in his catalog and see what he's done. But uh, yeah, yeah that one that. came out of nowhere. It was a big shock. Yep. Betty White. This one was terrible because it was only 18 days before her 100th birthday isn't that hilarious and they released that mag people released the magazine it was like betty white turns 100 like i was at the mm-hmm. grocery store and i like saw it and i was like 
It's so funny. That's terrible. And I was thinking about, like, maybe I should buy this, and in, like, 25 years, it'll be, like, worth a lot of money. Oh, yeah. Maybe it will. (laughs) But I didn't buy it, so whatever. That, I mean, it's just, like, the world is cruel. Did she do it on purpose? No, because she was really (laughs) excited for her 100th birthday. I know, but what if it was a joke? What if she's like, I know I'm about to die. I'm going to hype this up. And then right before I'm going to fucking die. And they're all going to be like, oh, my God. For her last joke. That's her last joke. It's like, you thought. <laughs> okay. That's that's the way I can untragedy it by being like, it's just comedic timing. Whatever. That's cope, all it is. Whatever coping me- mechanism you want to use. Also, sadly, Peter Bogdanovich, uh, at 82 years old, has passed away recently. Yes. Um. But we've only ever talked to him about this. We've only ever talked about him on the show as Melfi's therapist on The Sopranos. But he's also a big director. He did what I knew him for was Mask, which I'm sure you've never seen because you would not be able to handle it. What do you mean? Because it's about a guy who has a skull deformity and he's just very strange looking. And I know that you can't handle that. <laughs> do you want to look, look it up? Look no. up Mask. Please. I just want to see if you could handle it. Because you got really defensive. I'm, I could probably do it. And I was just trying to look out for you. Mask. But just mask movie, you know? Matt, what the? Because Matt, you don't want the mask because that's a Jim Carrey thing. And that's really funny. I think you can handle that. 1985 film? Yeah. Just check out the images on this one. And he's oh, a... Yeah, looks good. <laughs> no, not the green one. This one? That one. Oh, that is frightening. That is a very frightening look. And it's the whole movie, and he's, like, the main character. That would definitely stick with me. Mm-hmm. Because it stuck with me seeing it at, like, four years old. <laughs> God. Okay. But, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm 99% sure that was him directing that one. <laughs> okay. And we have Sidney Poitier, is 94. He was the first black man to win Best Actor yeah. Oscar. I mean, that's... and I mean, 94, you know, you know like... Those three are sad, of course. But Jean-Marc Vallée... That's just big for us, personally. It it was for us, personally, because we've talked about his stuff on the show a lot. Um, Just, I mean, really racking him up. Guys, why? (laughs) What is going on? But all right, that does it for the news. We can get over that real quick. Okay, here we are. It's time for the Wachowskis. The Wachowskis. Wachowskis! (laughs) Um, I said we would just go through their non-Matrix films and then circle back to and the, Matrix the Matrix films. at the end. What do you think? That sounds fine to me. And then let's start with Bound from 1996. Their first film. The first their one. only film that is completely unlike any other of their films. But not completely unlike. Yeah, I wouldn't say completely unlike. There's but like. Some flourishes. Mostly unlike. Definitely the biggest, like, gap. Yeah. What did, what do you, well, well, what happened? <laughs> So this film, I'll be honest, don't remember the names of the characters. I remember Caesar and Corky and Violet. Well, okay, let me go through like my personal reaction when the film started and I was like, okay. Then we're like in an elevator mm-hmm. and I was like, okay, the people are in the elevator. Then Ralph Cifaretto walks into the elevator. Or Cypher from The Matrix. And I said, Cypher? Yeah, Cypher. The one who betrays him in the first one. Yeah, and I said, holy shit. (laughs) No way he's in this movie. And he's like one of the main characters. Yeah. And that was just awesome. So I was already in. Mm -hmm. I was like, let's go. Yeah. It's a shame we don't know that actor's name. Um, (laughs) It's Ralph Cifaretta. Yeah. Um, 
so then there's like the girl who is a worker. She like Corky. Is a plumber. Corky. 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 <laughs> Corky. She's like a plumber or whatever. And Ralph Cifaretto's uh, wife, Violet. Violet is like chilling. And Ralph is like in the mob or whatever, in the mafia. Mm-hmm. And she meets Corky and they have sex. Mm-hmm. They really like each other. They do. I mean, that's actually fast forwarding because there's like a lot, a lot of like, eh, do you want coffee? Oh, look at my tattoo. Oh, well, what's your hair color? <laughs> right? Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's like a lot, a lot of it. Then they fuck. Yep. And then after that, no more sexy time. It's mm-hmm. all brutal murder. Yeah. For the rest of the film. Uh, they basically hatch a plan, the two of them. To steal two million dollars from her husband mm. Ralph Cifaretto, <laughs> um, and the and plan which, does not go very good. Which is weird because when the plan starts, the in the first half you're like, "Oh, Corky's our protagonist," and then the second half it really is like Violet and also kind of Ralph Cifaretto. Yeah, the rest of the like, time Corky <laughs> just kind of like listens through the wall mm-hmm, for like a long, long time. It's strange how much it's such of a, a twist, you know, of the right. main character. Um. Anyway, they steal. They try to steal the money, and they're like, "Well, event." I mean, they, it does work out eventually. They do the get the money, but it doesn't really go the way they want it to. But um, yeah, we don't need to get into like the nitty gritty. I think yeah. but basically, th- he kind of freaks out on the mob, thinking that they set him up. He kills all of them, and then figures out that it was Violet. He tries to kill them, but together they kind of work it out. They kill cover him. their tracks and kill him, which yeah. is probably like. If we talk about like Wachowski's just in general, um, and like visual stuff, the opening shot was a very kind of trippy, like, whoa, what am I looking at right mm-hmm. away? And then you like figure it out and it's just very cool movement through the room. And then obviously his death being shot in like the plaster and the gun kinda like twisting through the plaster and it's being like shot everywhere and just yeah. very cool stuff like that, where I was like, Ooh, that's that visual flair mm-hmm. that we can expect to see later. Yeah, there's cool like a lot of the film takes place in, like, a hotel. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of cool, like... I remember, like, the the main mob dudes, like, come up the elevator, and, like, the elevator opens, and it's, like, that low angle. They, mm-hmm. like, walk out, and they yeah. just, like, look cool. They have the shot, um, which, I like, I don't know who was the first to do it, but I remember it was, like, the camera strapped to, like, Ralph's, like, chest while he's freaking out, like, oh, they're gonna kill me. And he's, like, walking right, around yeah, the room. Yeah. It's, like, that kind of angle, which I was like, oh, this is probably, like, an earlier use of that. I right. Bet. And then the most important thing is the very last thing that happens in the film is they put on sunglasses. Yes. Which mm-hmm. is the beginning of the whole sunglasses deal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I will say, this movie builds uh, tension well, I think, probably a little better than most of their other films. There's one scene in particular that had me, like, grabbing the sides of my chair, which is when... He just killed, like, the the two dudes, and he puts them in the bathroom. And the cops come in? Yeah, and the cops are coming up, because they're like, oh, we heard gunshots. Mm-hmm. And he, like, pretends that he's, like, deaf in mm-hmm. one ear, and the TV's loud, and he, like, covers up all the blood with, like, the rug. And the cops are, like, looking around, mm-hmm. and he's got the gun, like, under the towel. The towel. And it's just, like, really intense, and that one cop, like, steps on the rug, and, mm-hmm. like, mushes, Let's and, like, the see. blood starts mm-hmm. coming up. And I was like, oh! Because even though you, like, Ralph... <laughs> I'm sorry Caesar Caesar is like a terrible person mm-hmm. and like you're like yeah fuck this guy he should die but like in that scene you're like holy shit I don't want them to yeah, find exactly. out I don't want like them that. to find out 
It's just because uh, you know it's conflict, and you just want to avoid conflict, you know? Right. I thought it was going to turn into a thing where he would walk away, and then, like, he'd have, like, a bloody footprint or something, and then, like, try to get back in, but that's not what happened. No. Then, yeah, he just kills more people. Mm-hmm. And then he gets killed. Then they live happily ever after Corky and Violet. Yeah, the scene where he gets killed, what's the line she says... He's like, you won't pull the this, trigger. That is another Wachowski brand thing. It's like in all of their movies that yeah. they go, you wouldn't dare shoot. Bam. Actually, the line is, I know you, Violet. You wouldn't shoot me. You wouldn't. You could pull the trigger. And then she goes, Caesar, you don't know shit. And then, <laughs> which is funny because that was exactly what was in my head. I was like, say this. Say this, please. Yeah. And she blast did. him. She blast him. It's cool. Cool movie. Mm-hmm. Speaking of cool movies. The very next movie they made was The Matrix. So we're skipping it. Oh, sorry. And uh, yeah, moving on already. to Speed Racer all the way in 2008. That was after they did the whole Matrix trilogy. Yeah, which we, we have talked about uh, on the show before. The Speed Racer is an audio-visual masterpiece. It's great. That's, I mean, I don't know. We talked about it. I feel like we talked about it for a long time. I wish we could have seen it in the theater again. Oh, my God. They need to do a re-release of Come Speed on. Ra- Oh, my God. That would be terrific. I would freak. In the XD? Sign me up. Speed Racer. I mean, I don't even know what else. How many times have I said that Speed Racer is the fucking best movie ever? Ninja. More like Nanja. <laughs> Come on. That joke is genius. Does anybody say they're going to shoot, and then the other person goes, no, you won't, and then they do in that movie? Hmm. Maybe in, like, the one fight scene they have where, like, they're like doing the Monte Crisco race, and mm-hmm. like they all get out of their cars and they just beat everybody up. Could be, and then they could leave. be, and that, that might happen in that because that's the only scene where there's like guns. Is there one where a guy's like hanging off a ledge and he's like oh, on the window and he's like, "Hey, you gotta save me," and they're like, "No," and then <laughs> I, feel like that, I feel like that happens. <laughs> anyway, Speed Race. We did talk about it at length in our episode that I don't remember which number, but the title is Ninja, more like Nancha. I'm pretty sure. So there yeah. you go. Uh, Speed Racer. Amazing film. Incredible film. Uh, We got Cloud Atlas next. All right. With uh, Tom Tykwer was also co-directing alongside them, who did Run the Little Run. Interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, So this film. This is a movie. That is three hours long. That is very long. And it is basically six short stories short <laughs> six stories yeah um that are intertwined together like literally and the fact that like they're all cut together but like also on a deep level on a birthmark level on a birthmark level where like it they're all connect they're all stories about humanity mm-hmm. and being connected like, and... everything's connected and i don't see color Oh, <laughs> well, that's I, that's what I took from the film. Yeah, I took from the film. But that sometimes, they just like they, maybe they go. There's only one race, the, the human, human race. race. That's what this film is saying to me. When I watched it, I was like, "Why is this the message of the film?" Yeah, especially when Halle Berry pulls out the gun and starts shooting all the indigenous people. <laughs> um, God, what? We, I just want I fucking did not like this movie at all that's strange because i did not enjoy watching it but i liked it (laughs) does that make sense 
No. Because I think I gave it two stars, but I then I hearted it because I liked it. Because I was like, this isn't good, but I enjoyed the effort. There are movies. I respected the the grind. The one thing definitely about the Wachowskis that's great is they go for it. Yeah, exactly. They totally go for it. They don't let anyone if, like pull any kind of BS on them. They just do what they want to do. If we had to rank the six stories, how would you rank them? Because I'm telling you, the first one, the Mr. Ewing one with the buck teeth, Tom Hanks, absolute bottom. Trash. That's awful. the one in like the 1800s, yes, right? Yes, it's the oldest That one. one's not good. Hate it. That's definitely the bottom for me. Number five, it it has, even though I liked a lot of the like the sci-fi elements, it has to be the Neo Soul one. Yes. Just because with... of the racism. Yes. Okay. And then I would do... The one after that would be the furthest future one with Tom Hanks. Right, as where it's like Zachary, past, like, past yeah. that. That would be my least favorite after that. And that leaves like what, 1974, 2012, and uh, 1930 something, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was the gay guys. Q. It was Q, Ben Weishaw, yeah. <laughs> Amazing. I like him. He's, he's really cool. That was honestly, that might have been my favorite. The piano one? Yeah. Where he's like the musician. That might have been my favorite one. It probably is the best one. Just because I think the way... Because at the beginning of this movie, they show you like basically the end of all the stories at the beginning of the movie. Mm-hmm. And then they go back and go through each movie, cut, 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 you know, through each story. Um, but it worked because the idea of the suicide at the end of, the, end of that story uh, and the inevitability of it really worked in the favor of the story, you know, because you're watching mm-hmm. it and you're rooting, but like you know that it can't work out. Just like the gay couple knows that it's not going to work out and stuff like that. Right. It really worked in its favor. Um, so I would say that one's definitely number one for me. And then the Halle Berry one as the like reporter, second. Uh, yeah, that one was pretty okay. And then the 2012 like funny British guy, third with the <laughs> Scottish Tom Hanks who threw the critic off the roof. Awesome moment. That's that's my ranking of those stories. No, that's probably right. Okay. I think the main thing that like turned me off from this film, other than a plethora of other things, <laughs> yes, was the plethora that they didn't like everything's cut together. Mm-hmm. I wish it was more like Buster Scruggs, mm-hmm. where Buster Scruggs is six stories, but it's just <clears throat> all in a row. Story, story, story. You see the whole story. I wish they would have done that because, I mean, and I get they want to like show the connections between I've all the stories. Never and read stuff. Cloud Atlas. I don't know how it's set up. Yeah, I don't know how the book goes, but it's like. Especially later, once we get, like, later in the film, like, you'll get, like, 15 seconds in one story, mm-hmm. and then it just cuts to another one. Yeah, it's really rough. And it just, you're, and the other thing is, the same actors play different characters in every single yeah, story. exactly. Tom Hanks plays six different people in this Yeah, Hugo film. Weaving, same thing, right? Yeah, Hugo Weaving plays six different people in the story. Mm-hmm. Like, all the actors are, like, in all of them, and it just can get... It's just a lot. Mm-hmm. It is. And it's just like, I don't want to be working this hard. <laughs> to enjoy the movie. Yeah. And it like, it's not like it's so, so confusing and everything. No, it's But not it's that just about terrible. changing gears. Yeah. Because it's like, the tones of the stories are different, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just like, why do it this way? So it has a lot of failures that way. But again, over at the end of the day, I was like, I respected the effort. Yeah, I mean, they absolutely go for it. And, I mean, you can tell it's, like, you know, the visuals are awesome, especially in, like, the, the Neo Soul mm-hmm. one, like, the 
visuals of, like the city and stuff. It was the most so reminiscent cool. of like the Matrix and stuff. Yeah, like know? just like the you know the way they push the boundaries of like visual effects and like things like that. All they're always doing. So stuff would it like be that. better? Would you rather they do all six stories in a row, start to finish, or they cut the bad three out and keep the good three in, but still have it intercut? What do you think? No, just six stories in a row. So it's still three hours long, unfortunately. Okay. But you can watch them. You can you stop. stop it. That's true. I, you know what? Somebody probably already did edit them all together. You know? Mm-hmm. And I get that they what they did with the story was they did have like match cuts and stuff like that and everything when they yeah I wonder would like if there was one like if you watched them like all like in order if it would like be if it would like feel weird because like some things would just cut and you'd be like that didn't make any sense probably right yeah I mean probably anyway yeah Cloud Atlas strange honestly it is such like a weird experience that it's easy to recommend to like film people Mm -hmm. because like it's just like different. You know, check it out yeah, for that. It's cool that they just totally did something. Just don't expect crazy. to love it. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. just like. Yeah. Uh, now we can talk about the next one. Oh Ju- yes, Jupiter Ascending from 2015. I'm fucking hyped to talk about this movie. Are you? This movie fucking sucks. I hated this way more than Cloud Atlas. No, wrong. See, this is my movie that is terrible but awesome. Oh. And I have two words why. Eddie. Redmayne. Dude, Eddie Redmayne is Fucking so eats this good. Movie. He's he so... eats this movie. He is this the is only redeemable part of this movie, I think. There's a part. This is my... I laughed out loud really loudly when this happened. There's a part where Mila Kunis is like in the room with him. And he's yes. like this like galactic space emperor mm-hmm. dude. Besmus or something. And he's like facing Burmus? away from the camera. She's like talking to him and he's like... I create life! Yes. I create life! <laughs> I destroy it. Because <laughs> I think he does the hands away, and then he comes out. And yeah. I destroy it. And that's what he does. The whole movie, he's like whisper yelling. He's mm-hmm. like, do you really think that you want to do that in you front really, of me? You would really betray House Arrakis. Arrakis? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we could talk about that. It's a lot of Dune vibes. <laughs> oh, boy. But he's like, you would really betray Mother. You would do something. You know it is my fiefdom. I do not! <laughs> he just... <laughs> he is just eating. It was entertaining, though. It's amazing. Even if he was acting like he was trying to get fired, I just could not take my eyes off of him. He was absolutely astounding. Great Eddie Redmayne performance. Just fucking incredible. Um, I could not stand basically everyone else. If we want to talk out laugh out loud moments, I have two more. Okay. <laughs> It's one where they go to visit Sean Bean. Sean Bean, amazing. And he doesn't die. Can you believe So you know it? this movie's fucked up. <laughs> a film where Sean Bean doesn't die. And so they go, and it's like his little cabin, and all the bees start flying around. Oh. <laughs> and Sean Bean kneels on one knee. He's like, your majesty. And he looks up and goes, bees are genetically uh, registered to uh, identify royalty. <laughs> Or, you know, amazing that Sean Bean, well-renowned actor, had to say that line with a straight face. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, bees, they know That's that you're acting. a queen. They know. They're genetically modified. And then there's one more. I'm, I would love to hear the next one. <laughs> and I, maybe, it just, maybe it's me. But they're doing, like, the big assault. And this one commander lady is like, 
rear cannons fire and it cuts to an elephant man and he just goes <laughs> and presses a button and the rear cannons fire and i was just like oh my god amazing it was just the timing of it and the cutting to cut to elephant man this is of good all stuff. things and the whole idea of these giant lizard people and he's like mr greer I have something to tell you, Mr. Greer. And he's like, what do you need? <laughs> Their voices were funny. They looked cool, though. Again, the idea of them just going for it is They do just respectable. go for it. I mean, you know, Channing, Channing Tatum, Tatum has space rollerblades. And a gun that barks. <laughs> also, he's part wolf and has, and wings. has wings. But he got his wings taken Take away off until the end. Until the end, where he, because everybody knows that wolves have wings. That's why he's. They like, have zero chemistry. Mila Kunis and Channing Tatum. I was gonna say. I thought this um, movie made me think Channing Tatum was gay. Because <laughs> <laughs> there was so little chemistry. I think I don't want to say the either. There's faults. Okay. But I think Mila Kunis is like miscast. In this film. It's just weird that she's, like, so chill. Isn't it? That's what I was thinking. I was like, why are you not freaking out? Because she's literally like, I'm a normal Russian girl. Well, whatever. And then, like, aliens are literally, like, abducting her friend. And she's like, I'm going to pull my iPhone. (laughs) Yeah, she, like, takes a picture. (laughs) And then they, like, kill her. Well, they try to. And then she's like, oh, this is weird. And then within, like, five minutes of that, she's on a different planet. Yeah, and they're like, you are the rightful emperor of the galaxy. And she's like, hmm. She's like, hmm, I like cool. the sound of that. She's like, nice. And then, like, by the end of the film, they're like, you own Earth. Yeah. She's like, cool. Okay. Well, she can't really do anything with it. Because the whole idea is, I mean, it's kind of like The Matrix, where The Matrix humans are like batteries. And in that movie, they're like anti-aging cream, where it's like to kill 100 humans is like you take some years off your life because you turn them into a paste. Right. And, and then they bathe in it and... You get younger. Yeah, get good. Get so I don't, and the, the whole idea was the reincarnation was because she had, like, the same genes, I guess, as the as the mother from the movie or something. It was just, like, a match. And yeah. they, they count that. And that counts. Which is kind of interesting idea, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Also, you know what I just remembered? Hmm. Remember the very beginning of the film when, like, that group of, like, three people are like sitting on top of the building watching Channing Tatum. That's like, a lichentate. I can tell because of his boots. Right. They were like they like never show up again. That's not true. They uh, um <laughs> they do show up. Yeah? They when they're in the field, the farm field and they're making the crop circles, they're there and they attack and the aliens are there and it's like a three-way battle going on and Right. Okay. Well, that's the only other time I can think of. Nah, I've been proven wrong, <laughs> but twice. <laughs> Two times they show up. Um, visually, though, I, there wasn't actually a lot of times where I was that, you know, taken away by it. Yeah, um, no, this one's not as, like, visually impressive with, like, the actual, like, visual effects mm-hmm. or, like, the like the camera cinematography or even, like, the choreography of the fight. Yeah. Fighting scenes. It's not, nothing. Just because they don't have the dude from The Matrix. I don't know the name of, but... They have a dude that, like, choreographed all the Matrix movies, mm-hmm. except for the new one. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that dude's cool. Yeah. <laughs> he did, like, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, and, like, stuff like that. Jupiter Ascending. Uh, just, it felt like maybe if they split it into two movies, because, like, 
I felt like there could have been a whole movie with just the little gray aliens and them just fucking shit up. And it's like, <laughs> like, I don't understand how you can have like half the movie be like on a farm and the other half is like on a spaceship. It just doesn't work for me. How can you have both of those? And it's half the running time each. I, Do you understand what I'm saying? I guess, but you know, they're pushing It's like the cut scene, they're in a library, cut spaceship, cut a uh, farmhouse, cut a uh, black hole. Well, not really, but just as an idea. Cut yeah. a swimming pool. <laughs> it's very yeah, strange. Yeah. Anyway, that does it for Jupiter Descending. And that does it, actually. For the films that are not The Matrix. So we can go back to The Matrix from 1999. The year I was born. Keanu Reeves as Neo, as Thomas Anderson. Mr. Anderson. Mr. Anderson. I'm going to glue your mouth shut. <laughs> what the hell is there to say about The Matrix that has been said? This movie's totally awesome. Um, Unless mo- you have a hot take in which you think it's not totally awesome. Well, I was going to say the movie sucks because you said what's something that hasn't been said about it. Oh. Ooh. Good one. <laughs> Nah, dude, what the heck? This movie freaking rules. It rocks. Um, I will tell you, I guess we can kind of reveal it as we go on. All four movies, this is still number one. Easy. It, easy. It's definitely, the, I mean, you know, what are you going to do? It's tough to beat because the concept is so, they don't have to explain like a bajillion things because they're mm-hmm. just like, this is the one thing and it's huge. It's kind of like a mind fuck. You know, it works. There you go. Yeah. My thing was, I can't believe how good I did at not ever knowing what the matrix really was about. Cause you know, this was my like first time seeing it only a few weeks ago. What? Yeah. The matrix, the first movie. Oh, I haven't seen any of them. I didn't realize that this was it for me. And I didn't know any. So when you find out that there's like machine robots have taken over the planet (laughs) and like stuff, I was like, what? Oh my God. I did not know that's, what was going on? So I was like totally fucking blown away. It was like it was 1999 and I was going to see it for the first time. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. That's crazy. Movies. I don't even know how you did that. Well, all I ever knew from The Matrix is, look, I can dodge bullets. <laughs> yeah. And sure. people would just be like, oh, look, he totally matrixed. Mm-hmm. And I would be like, yeah, of course I know what that is. Mm-hmm. But there's robots. Yeah. And they have enslaved the human race. What did you think The Matrix was? I knew the Matrix was like a fake reality. Oh, okay. But like, okay. You didn't know from what? Yeah, what I was didn't really know that they like, yeah. you know, like tapped into it from like. So you know, revolutions must have been like wild for you. <laughs> everything was just fucking crazy. Yeah. So the first movie, you have Thomas Anderson. He's Neo. He's like the one. Morpheus and Trinity are like trying to get him and like prove him right. The agents are after him. Yeah. Runs well, around. Well, he figures out everything. Before okay. we do that, sure. We need to ask us a very serious question. Okay. Be completely honest. If you were Neo, would you take the red pill or the blue pill? I would say, what happens if I just do nothing, like, do neither? (laughs) What if I just stay here and look at you for the next Well, that's like taking the blue pill, except you... But I didn't take it. I said it would be like taking the blue pill, except you would know... Oh, that the red pill and the blue pill exist, and you would that'd be, be thinking about that'd it be forever. more likely than me taking the blue pill. I could say that much. Really, you would not do it and be like, "Man, what if I took one of those pills?" Because if you took the blue pill, then you go back to being like oblivious. Yeah, I wouldn't do that under any circumstance. I would not do that. But you, so you would rather just like live in the world you live in right now, except have in the back of your mind all the time that you could have made a decision 
that would make you see the world for what it really is. And that's what Bert Lemonstrom has. QAnon is uh, the red <laughs> pill. You don't have to take it because I did. And I know the secrets that the world is not telling you. And I'm here to tell you that everything is fucked and we're all going to die. Please buy my merchandise before it's too late. <laughs> <laughs> all right. No, but uh, taking a blue pill, that's stupid. Who would do that? I don't know if I, like, they say it's not a choice, right? It's just, it was never a choice. That's just what you do. You take the red pill. Bert Lemonstrom. I don't but know. If you had a really good life, like. Oh, okay. So not if we had Neo's life. If we had, like, our lives right now. Yeah. Like, my life, if tomorrow, if somebody your came life, in. Morpheus was like, he called you on your phone and was like, walk to the door to the left. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah. red. Blue? Right, okay. Well, that's okay. Interesting. That's a little bit different. Still would not take the blue pill, but I might just say no thanks and live with the knowledge. I can't believe you. That would eat me alive. Really? Yeah, are you? Would it not? I mean, every day you would wake up and you'd be like, hmm, I wonder if I took one of those pills. <laughs> <laughs> and like, you wouldn't be able to tell that to anybody. You'd be like, hey, somebody came to me. Well, and you could, and then they'd, they'd be like, like I what? don't believe you. That was just I feel like, you know the Matrix, it's like that. And they'd be like, shut up. <laughs> Literally. And you'd be like, no, seriously. <laughs> but here's the thing. If somebody came and gave me two pills, I'm not reticent to take pills from strangers. But if it was, like, someone who, like, you know, called you on the phone and, like, knew everything about you and, they like, came in me. and they had dope-ass sunglasses. It would have, they'd have to do a lot of convincing to get me to uh, believe that. Like, they'd have to glue my mouth shut and stuff. Right, yeah, that would also have to happen. If once that happened, I'd be like, okay, I'm in. I get it. Red pill me. Would you? I don't know what I would do. You think you'd take it's the blue? It's tough. But you wouldn't take neither. So There's no saying. way I would not take one. Oh, That's no. fucked. What if I take both? <laughs> purple pill. The purple pill? What yeah. would that do? Hmm. I wonder if you took both. I guess it would be like whichever one hits your system faster. Probably, yeah. So it's just like a coin toss, I guess. I guess that'd be what I would do. I take oh, both, yeah. and whichever one affects me first, that's just with. how I get it. Yeah. Either way, I wouldn't really know. Well, I would know one way, but if the, the blue pill activated first, I just wouldn't know. But if the blue pill activated first, doesn't the red pill activate second? Well, the red pill doesn't really do anything, though, does it? It's probably just like sugar. Yeah, the red <laughs> pill is just like, okay, yeah, we're mm-hmm. going to unplug you now. <laughs> yeah, okay, well, let's go. Yeah, and then Cypher would be like, I'm going to fucking kill you all. You stole my $2 billion. And shoot you. And I'd be like, you're from The Sopranos. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. That's tough to say. Although I will say, I would never believe I was the one. If somebody told me, you're the chosen one, I'd be like, fuck off. No, oh, no. I am not. I would go for it. You would be the one? Even if like I knew, I'd be like, there's no way. I would just let everyone think I am, at least. Oh, yeah. You'd and maybe be like, I'm just, the guy. Like, go into it. I'd be like, yeah, I'm the guy. That's interesting. So you'd literally Paul Atreides it. Okay, that's fair enough. Just be like, you know what? I am the guy. I will become the guy. I am the Kwisatz Haderach. Damn right. Nice. Okay. Um, should we also take a little aside and point out that the Wachowskis, specifically Lana Wachowski, is like the biggest figure celebrity Hollywood thing that who would come, who came out openly as trans after the Matrix came out and everything, and was like a huge deal. And then soon after, Lily did as well. 
Right. And that the Matrix, at least when, when I've read about it the little bit, because they don't do a lot of media coverage at all. They like to stay you know, behind the scenes and everything. Um, was that the red pill was actually based off of like an estrogen pill back in the day, that which, which were red, you know, in the oh. process of like transitioning and stuff, which is like a really cool detail. That is cool. And a really ironic detail given the uh, context that uh, red pills have today, folks. Yeah. They're turning the frogs gay. gay. <laughs> <laughs> They're turning the frogs gay. The freaking frogs. That was like eight years ago. <laughs> and it's still funny. It's still cold. Um, anyway, the Matrix. Carry on, happens. Moss. Trinity is like, hey, yo. I love you. Sort what of. Up? I will say the Neo Trinity love mm-hmm. didn't really work for me in the first film. In the first one? Yeah, well, in the first one, it's... it's. I was like, dang. I wasn't really, like, you know, thinking about that being a thing. I don't really like that. Mm-hmm. But then, like, as, like, the second, third film, I was like, okay, I like it better. And then... We, we're not going to talk about the fourth film yet, but in the newest film, I really liked it. Mm-hmm. Anyway. That's my only gripe with the first Matrix. Other than that, it's a perfect movie. Cool. Absolutely perfect. Um, of course, it has the iconic bullet time scene where he does the thing. Which isn't even the best. Why is that? That I mean, I get it. It's cool. But that's not the best part. Well, it's, 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 wow, he dodges bullets. How revolutionary. <laughs> it is cool. And, like, you know, like, the visuals and everything are, like, I mean, they hold up so well. They do. The, they really the do. Visual effects hold up so well. I mean, it looks like Well, and like honestly, a new because movie. the first Matrix, the effects, especially compared to the second and the third, are not used as much as, like, you would think. You know what right, I mean? Right, yeah. There's still a lot of practical stuff going on. The second and third go crazy with the effects. Yes, they do. <laughs> but the first one, it actually keeps it relatively, you know, low to the ground, mm-hmm. um, which is cool. Absolutely. So they take him out. He's like, oh, what is this? What's this stuff He's that like, I have to eat that tastes like up, rust? dude? Welcome to the Matrix. Here's the, the white place that we're going to go to. I'm going to teach you how to do kung fu. I'm going to plug you in. I know kung fu now. Right, I love that. that rem- that's one of like my favorite like things that they like came up with was like the idea that Downloading. you can just be like, "Hey, teach me everything about this," and like the person that's doing the computer mm-hmm. stuff can just like do it, and then all of a sudden you just know everything about something. Yeah, that's and they cool. only do it like a few times, and it doesn't really happen at all in like the third mm-hmm. movie or the fourth movie. But I don't know. I just loved that. The thing that I was most surprised that caught on in like the world was the idea of the phrase a glitch in the matrix which if you know generally at least online that i've seen a glitch in the matrix is like look i was walking down the street and these two guys who were like the same age were wearing the same exact outfit like how weird right and it's weird because that's part of the thing is like if you see the black cat like cross your path twice it was like it was deja vu well not in the first movie that wasn't really right yeah but a sense deja vu the thing happening twice it's like it was the same black cat it was a glitch in the matrix, and that meant like the agents like changed something or whatever. Mm-hmm. And for that to actually permeate and like become a thing, I was just surprised because it didn't seem like that huge of a thing in the movie. It's like weird that that caught on. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know. Either. It's cool though. It is. It's pretty. It's neat. all cool. Everybody ends up dying except for like the three of them. <laughs> yeah, Neo Trinity and and, and the one guy, the one guy on the outside stays alive. He lives. tank. Tank? Tank? Tuck? Tank's brother, I thought. Torque? No, it's Tank, but I think it's his brother. Is his brother's name Torque? 
<laughs> no, I don't think so. Sega Torque? Uh, yeah, but then he doesn't come back in the second movie, which sucks. No, that does suck. Something must have happened. Maybe he died. In real life? Or in the Matrix? Uh, maybe. In real life. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's Matrix One. It's it's fantastic. It's awesome. Fucking awesome. Movie. I love it. Are you kidding me? But what I will say, my experience watching it, I finished the movie. And I was like, oh, credits. Hmm. What about all those scenes that I remember being in the Matrix? And then I start the Matrix Reloaded. I'm like, oh, there they are. Right. All the stuff that you like see online, other than the bullet dodging t- dodge. the bullets, yeah. is from like the second and third movie. Mm-hmm. Mostly the second movie. Mostly the second movie. Yeah. Um. Which is cool. But it, it's crazy because I've, you know, for me being on the outside looking in until a few weeks ago, everyone was like, first Matrix, awesome. And then two and three, like, not good. Mm-hmm. But I don't agree with that at all. No, I thought the second and third movies were both awesome. I think, like I said, as far as one, two, three goes, one best, two, second best, third, third best. Yeah. And four, I'll say where that goes. We're going to talk about four. Don't worry. We're getting there. <laughs> I'm excited to talk about it. Okay. Um, so the Matrix Reloaded. Um. I mean, I don't get why people be hating on it. It's awesome. What is the premise of the Matrix Reloaded is... The architect at the end and getting to the source. Right. Yeah, and like uh, Trinity like dies at the beginning of the movie. Mm -hmm. And it's like Neo's dream. And he's like, I don't want you to be in the Matrix. And then they have like that huge rave. And then they have sex for like 20 minutes, it feels. (laughs) (laughs) Remember that? Yeah, what's in the Zion? Of- they show Zion, Zion, yeah, which is like actual first time that you're like seeing it, seeing it, and I was like, wow, weird that this wasn't even in the first movie. <laughs> yeah, they talk about it, but yeah. they never, they never show it. Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of people say that like Zion is like stupid or like what or like does isn't like cool, but it's like and there's they're, they're there's cooler a, things, but yeah, but my like I just I mean the, the world has been taken over by AI robots, right? What so like expect? they live in a cave, like mm-hmm. that's it, dude. Mm-hmm. Um. But anyway, and then uh, the other thing is a lot of people I've always saw they hated were hating on like the action scenes in The Matrix Reloaded. And what? Specifically the Neo versus all the Agent Smiths scene. Just because the effects are outdated or what? But I'm like, dude, I mean, maybe they're a little outdated, but they're not even that bad. They're, they're, and I mean, it was, I was like totally, PS3. <laughs> yeah, but it's like, I mean, I don't even know that that's like totally something... That, like, has never been done before, like, at that time. Yeah, it's very cool. And that's, like, totally, like, they just went crazy, and there's, like, a bajillion things happening. He's mm-hmm. kicking the crap out of everybody. And, you know, maybe his cloak looks a little rubbery at times. I guess we should have said that <laughs> at the end of the first movie, he also, like, kills Agent Smith. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. But Agent yeah. Smith is, like, crazy now. He's sicko mode. He can, like, He's unplugged. Anything. He's, like, not connected. He's kind of his, a rogue agent. Yeah, kind of. He can just yeah. kind of, like, do... And he like can whatever. turn other agents into him just by going like... Right, which is what he does yeah. all the time. All the he time. He can turn, like, anybody, in, even, like, other people in the Matrix. Right? Yeah, it's very weird. He can just, like, Touch put his hand in them and make yeah. some silver. <laughs> yeah. Um, but the best scene... This is probably the best scene in any of the movies. The best action sequence, anyway. Is when uh, the Frenchman offers a piece of cake to the lady and she orgasms. That is great action scene. I love that. <laughs> so she has the cake and she is like, oh, we. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> but I like that scene too because I think you're talking about the highway. Yeah. Um, so this is the scene like basically right before that where they meet the dude and they meet the twins guys who are the weird like. Yeah, they do like s- spectral reaper guys. Yeah. They um, look cool. Projection people. 
they have a cool fight like in like the facility and yes. then it like leads up to like a confrontation with them and then it leads into the highway yeah. but scene. I thought the Frenchman he has a real name but I don't remember what it was but he's the guy who speaks French and we oui. we oui. <laughs> and I, I I liked him a lot actually I thought he was just kind of an interesting weird like side villain almost you know it was yeah. just uh, it was just a cool personality especially cuz he just has that one scene where he's like I love French. Of all the language, French has always been my favorite. You know, I know every language, but French is the best. Right. And then he goes like, he basically just in French goes, fucking shit whore bitch. It's like wiping your ass with silk. <laughs> right. Yeah. He's like, you love it. Salope mère putain. It's like, okay. Just a very fun scene. It is funny. Um, but yeah, then you get the freeway scene, which is just some like the best action filmmaking. It's about as good awesome. as it gets. Yeah. It's, very, it's very like cool. Mad Max Fury Road. But in a city in the Matrix, in the Matrix city, and it's totally freaking epic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of the film, we get well, like they they go to do like their final mission or whatever, and Neo's like, "Stay out of the Matrix. You can't be can't here." And she's like, "Fine," but then as things get a little hairy, she's mm-hmm. like, "You know what? I'm gonna go in." Mm-hmm. And she goes in, and Neo has this conversation with the architect, which I thought was cool because he's, like, surrounded by, like, all, like, the TVs. Yeah. Which, is like, each TV is, like, a different like, time that of, yeah. he, like, went there. Or, like, I don't even – I don't know for sure if it's, like, a different, like – like, an actual different time when he was there or, like, just, like, a possibility mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's cool when, like, the dude – the architect will like ask him a question, and you and, hear all the other ones go, "What?" Yeah, what and what, you what, see what? him, and he'll like, and in the real version that we're watching, like mm-hmm. he's like all cool and collected, but like you see all the other versions where he like freaks out or like yeah. does something stupid. Mm-hmm. I just thought that was like a really cool like thing that was happening. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, Trinity like comes in or whatever, and everything goes exactly like it did in the beginning, and she gets shot, mm-hmm. but it's okay. It's okay, guys. It's fine because Neo saves her, mm-hmm. and then they. Their ship, the Nebuchadnezzar, Nebuchadnezzar is like yeah. under attack by the the AI creatures. They octopus have a name, I creatures. Yeah. <laughs> I forget what they call them. And they're like literally about to die. And the it like shoots at them. And then Neo's like, and you're like, whoa. And he holds all the bullets. And you're like, holy crap. And he's mm-hmm. like, dude, didn't know I could do that. And then like the movie ends. Basically, yeah, it kind of does. And then it ends with a trailer for Revolutions. Because it came out the same the year. The same year, yeah. So it's weird. That is weird. That's I don't. It's very strange. That's crazy. Like, I didn't even know that Sentinels. was Sentinels. Sentinels, sure. That's what yeah. they're called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Um, yeah, they're cool. They're like little, little squids. They're kind of cute. Low-key cute. I would agree. I would get like a plushy little plushy sentinel. I wonder okay. if they have those. I'd get a little plushy trinity. <laughs> Yeah, you, you could do that probably. <laughs> like a plush, like I don't know, like five six tall or whatever. Six, you know. yeah, all the features. <laughs> what do you mean by that? <laughs> what do you mean by that? Like a string that you can pull and she'll say lines from the movie. <laughs> Wait, what? Like you, a string on her back that you can pull and she'll like say lines in the movie. Like I love you. Yeah, that works. Hold me, please come here. Never leave me. Things yeah, like you know her iconic lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say, one of the things before we talk about the third movie that I love throughout like all the movies really is like somebody this happens in like all the movies somebody has a gun mm-hmm. and they're like pointing it at somebody and we were talking about it with yeah. bound 
but they're like, you wouldn't shoot me. And they're like, yeah, I will, bitch. <laughs> and, they <laughs> they and that's literally like exactly what they say. Like, it's corny as fuck, yeah. but it's so funny and it just works in like does, the world. Yeah. And yeah, they have cool sunglasses. And cool leather other they, cool. they just look cool i love i'm pretty sure she's in this movie i don't know if she's in it as much as the next one but niobe i love niobe yeah especially her matrix look i think it's sweet because i'm pretty sure she has like the kind of red tint leather yeah it's really really cool look fire um and we're not even going to talk about the ps2 games that they made with these movies that came out like alongside no i never played those i did they i remember them being tough <laughs> tough like actually hard games or like yeah but i was also you know a kid so who knows but i remember being like this game is weird but yeah i don't know um so that leads us to revolutions revolutions now if you want me to be honest the only thing i remember about this film is like the final awesome fight scene because that like totally overtook the whole movie for me I mean, I just remember a lot of them and mechs shooting at the robots. Not that fight. The Neo. I, I know which one you're talking about. Other than that, that's the only other thing. Right, I yeah. Because the main thing is they have, like, the war against the Sentinels, mm-hmm. basically. And they have all the suits in. The main shot that comes to me is that big dome where they have the top and they're coming through the top. And all the guns are firing right there. Yeah. That was a pretty visually appealing shot. That was cool. I wasn't too crazy about, like... They kind of introduce, or they have, like, kind of, like, some, like, political things going on, like, within Zion. Mm-hmm. Eh. It's like the council. They're like, I need a captain to volunteer for... Yeah. I wasn't whatever. too into, like, all those scenes. Also, the Oracle changed. Just because... Right, yeah. The Oracle, yeah. different now. Mm-hmm. And there's the little girl. Sati. Sati. Yeah. Who will be important. What week. do you mean? <laughs> Um, yeah, but I, that scene was cool when Neo goes to, like, Harry Potter, King's Cross, and instead of, like, Dumbledore, it's the people. Well, it's Warner Brothers, so didn't they do Harry Potter? What? Didn't Warner Brothers do Harry Potter? Yeah. So it works. Oh, you know what? It was all connected <laughs> all <laughs> yeah. along. They, it was part of their their long plan mm-hmm. to make Harry Potter yeah. work. <laughs> it's the only way. When they do the cursed child, it'll all tie back in. It'll all tie back in. But anyway, there's a fight scene, which is just like all CGI mm-hmm. at the end. And, you know, you're probably like, oh, all CGI, like the Marvel movies, like the end of Shang-Chi. Like, I don't <laughs> want that. No, because this is fucking awesome. It Neo does work better. versus Smith is the coolest shit I've ever seen in my entire life. Mm-hmm. They fight for like 20 minutes. Yeah. And... They're like flying. They're and... flying around and exploding buildings. And when they punch each other, they punch so hard that like the force of the punch like creates like it's like raining super hard. So when they punch, it, like pushes all the rain around them, yeah. and it creates like a cool bubble. And then like the rain keeps falling, and it's just fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And then Neo is like, you know what? I win. Mm-hmm. And then he wins. And poor Smith. It's kind of. I don't say. I kind of felt kind of sad when when Smith goes out. You think so? Yeah, because. Uh, I don't know. It was just kind of sad. Okay. Hugo Weaving is just a good actor, I guess. Yes, I like him a lot. Um, I just felt bad because he just wanted to get control. And also, Neo and Trinity are flying the ship, and Neo's, like, blinded. And uh, there's a part where they're actually, you know, on the destroyed area and everything, and they fly above the clouds, and they actually see, like, the sky. Oh, yeah. And I I remember they, like, freak out. They, like, gasp, like... (gasps) Or Trinity does because Neil's blind. She's like, oh, crazy. And I remember that moment actually for me was like, wow, she's been living underground until like right now. 
Right. Yeah. Actually, I was it's like, that thing's crazy. crazy. The real sky, you know. And then Matrix, they yeah. crash, and she gets impaled like thirty times. And Neil's like, it's gonna be okay. And I was like, oh, just kidding. Never mind. It didn't work out for them. You are dead. They Trinity. both die. Well. Kinda. Well, Kinda. That's when I was watching. I was like, "How is there another movie?" Exactly. Because I was like, "They're dead." <laughs> um. But then they're like, "The war is over. We did it. Yay! They win. They the robots chose peace. I guess. Or did they? I, it's hard to say. So anyway, that was Matrix Revolutions. Then, fast forward twenty-ish years, almost 20-ish. twenty years, yeah. and they're like, "You know what? Let's make another movie." Or well, were they? Huh? Who's they? Who's who's they like? Let's make another Warner movie. Brothers was like, let's make another movie. <laughs> yes, they were. Okay. <laughs> I just want to get... We're going to talk about The Matrix Resurrections now, the new film. Yeah. Very divisive reviews. Very uh, split. There's a lot of people that really hate it. I'd say mm-hmm. most... Not most, but like... I'm just going to say it. Sure. If you really... We're going to get hit hard That's for this. That's fine. If you really loved and enjoyed Spider-Man No Way Home, you will fucking hate The Matrix Resurrections. Oh, I never really thought about it like that, but that's kind of like true as hell. The Matrix Resurrections is like the anti-Marvel movie. Yeah, I mean it is. And that's why I love it. I thought this movie was awesome. It, when you put it that way, it makes me like the movie more. It's like the anti-Marvel. It makes fun of its own existence. Mm-hmm. Literally. In literally, literal terms. There's a part in the movie where the dude is like, our parent company, Warner Brothers, said there said had to be another movie. we have to make movie. a Matrix 4. Yeah. Which is a video game in the, right, mo- yeah. in the movie. And that's just Lana being like, yeah, they kind of forced me to do mm-hmm. this, so I'm going to do whatever the fuck I want. Because the whole thing was, they said, it's happening, come aboard or don't. Yeah. It's going to happen. And I'm very glad that she did because like, uh, holy Yes, because she just literally is just like middle fingers the whole time mm-hmm. to it's, everybody. I, it's weird that it even happened. I, yeah. I'm like, how did they even allow this? But like, yeah. whatever. It's totally cool. Mm-hmm. So like the beginning of the movie is like literally the beginning of the first Matrix. And I was yes. like, what is going yeah, yeah. on? And then like you see that like someone's like watching it. And then like Neo wakes up in like the world he's like a video game designer mm-hmm. he made the matrix he's i thought it was really cool they did it kind of like last night in soho um in the reflections throughout that scene not every reflection but a few of the reflections you see his actual old man how he actually looks yeah you catch it there were some really subtle ones in it where mm. i was like whoa i don't think people are even gonna notice that he's the old man in that reflection like there's yeah. one specifically where it was like off the computer monitor when he was like talking to somebody else and I was oh, like, really? I don't think anybody would even see that. That's cool. It was very interesting to see those little little things because I was like, what the hell? And yeah. they had the same thing for Carrie Ann Moss where he looks down at the table and you see a reflection of like the older woman and you're like, oh, weird. Right, yeah. <clears throat> it's just like really the first like 30, 40 minutes of the movie is just like a real confusing like what really is happening. Yeah. And it's just kind of like a normal like movie where they're like, they made the Matrix trilogy video games and they're super big hits. I don't know if you caught this because I don't know how you are, but he's the game designer and it's the flashback where he jumped off the roof, or tried to. Um, right. And they just won the award for The Matrix, and the award is a game award. Yeah, yeah. That's just kind of neat detail. It is cool. And I also thought what was cool is there's a part in the movie where they were like, 
we want to make a game that's like almost indistinguishable from real life mm-hmm. and like if they recently made a, yeah. a like a matrix demo game mm-hmm. with like the new unreal engine 5 which is like a brand new engine and like the whole idea is like the game looks really, really realistic. It does. It's really cool. They have a little demo that's like gameplay, and then at the end, it's kind of a sandbox. It's just a big city with a bunch of cars and people walking around, and you can just fly around it and just look at it all. Yeah. And it is very, very... It's very impressive. Impressive. Like, even the text on, like, newspapers on the ground, you can, like, read if mm-hmm. you want, you know? It's stuff like that that's really, really cool. And I, I don't know... I was told that the idea of that was that... People are thinking about turning video games into more like movies where there are just sets and your mo- your games just take place in them. So you could have five games take place in this city set. You know what I mean? Okay. Where it, Which I was like, that's kind of an interesting idea because mm. you can just take it. Obviously, you can tweak it with it. But to have that already done would be like a huge benefit to a lot of creative people. Right, yeah, you know? Huh. Because imagine not having, imagine making Spider-Man but not having to create the buildings of New York. You could focus on everything else. Right, yeah. It's you focus know. on like the most important stuff. Yeah. Hmm. That's really cool. But I don't know if that's true. That's just what I saw somebody say. I'm sure eventually it'll probably evolve that way. Yeah. Um, but anyway, that game is cool, and I just thought that was a funny It's short. Connection. It's nice to just dick around with for a little bit. Yeah. Um. So then there's like this funny like meta montage where they're like, the group of like game designers are like they're trying to come up with ideas for the Matrix mm-hmm. Four, and they're like, "Well, what made the original Matrix so great?" And there's like they're cutting, they're like, there's like a bunch of people like talking about like what the Matrix is about. Yeah, it's and like, it's, just, it's anti-capitalist. It's you know whatever. It's right, and they it's just about like action. Yeah, and they do all that stuff, and it's just like things that like people actually just like say, say about the Matrix. Yeah. It's just like I don't need. It's just like so like fuck you to everybody. Mm-hmm. I just love it. That is about it, it is very very much of that. Um. But still, hmm, I don't know, because it's weird to say that it's like, fuck you to everybody, but then I like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, technically, it's fuck you to you watching, technically, for wanting it. Right, yeah. That's yeah. why I think it's it's just the anti-Marvel movie. That's what Many Saints of Newark should have been. <laughs> yeah, fuck you guys for <laughs> making me It really should have been, honestly. That would be good. Um, but yeah, literally, because you know everyone's always like, oh, I want all this, like, Mm-hmm. cool things to happen like tomorrow like, like i want Reboot the, the spider man yeah. i want the three spider man to come back and yeah. it happens and everyone's happy uh-huh. and then they're like oh, i want the matrix and then lana's like do you right here you go here you go <laughs> and everyone's like no this sucks which is exactly what she wants <laughs> yeah so um you have keanu reeves returning as neo you have carrie and moss returning as trinity but she's i don't remember her name i don't remember either of the names what but she's name? just like a mom who Oh, like around. in the yeah. in the Matrix. Got it. She's just like some mom because we're still going through the story, right? Um, and he's like, "Oh, she's kind of hot." He's like, "Go talk to her, I guess." Okay. And the little kid's like, "Are you trying to bang my mom?" It's <laughs> <was> like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, "You know what? I might be." Um, and eventually he talks to his therapist, Neil Patrick Harris. And he's like, "You find out that in this reality, he believes that the Matrix was all like a psychotic break that he had." And it didn't really happen. He made the game off of it. It was just he had been pulling stuff from his real life into the game. So all those memories, it was just a very serious like mental health episode that he had. And mm-hmm. that's what his therapist said. And it's like, you have to keep taking your pills. Your blue pills. Yeah, and the pills are blue. And that's when you're like, oh. You're like something is up, you know. Something's not good. Um, 
and then that happens and eventually gets a call from Morpheus. Morpheus. What? Different Morpheus. Different Morpheus. This is a Morpheus who was an agent, but then bugs are like deuteragonist, sort of, at least for the first half. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of meets him and is like, hey, you, hey you're Morpheus. You got to help us get Neo. Here he is. Put on this cool suit and yeah. call him. And so they meet. He freaks out. He's like, this isn't real. This None of this is real. And Morpheus is like, hey, buddy, we need you. Come on. Go through the mirror. See? Mm-hmm. He freaks out. People come in. The place starts exploding. All these big things happening. And eventually, he hooks up with a team. And they're like, hey, let's unplug you. You got to agree, though. Like, you got to come with us. We can't just do it. You'll die because of whatever craziness. We found you. Turns out, both Neo and Trinity were repotted like plants, I guess. Repotted. <laughs> and, you know, their wounds were healed in the pods and everything, and they kept them alive. All special. And they got them in a special place. Right, yeah, they're in, like, the 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 um, the um first class tower of, yeah. of the Sentinels enslaved. It's way up high. They're just, like, in the penthouse. Mm-hmm. Really nice, really nice place for them to yeah. be. Um. So what? So they wake them up. Mm-hmm. And they wake Neo up, yes. not not Trinity. And Neo's like, okay, <laughs> life is kind of back to normal, but not really. Weird. Um, and they're like, uh, I think he asked something like, where is everybody? He's like, oh, it's been like 80 years. Or no, like 60 years. 40 years? It's been longer it's been than he is aged. You know, they're like, why are you still so young? And he's like, what do you mean? They're like, it's been 60 years. So they go back to Io, which is the new city. And Niobe is like the leader there, mm-hmm. and there's like some button heads there because she doesn't really want to take the fight to them anymore. She's trying to like build a life underground, just where they are. Right, just let the Sentinels do their thing. Mm-hmm. But we're like, nah. Do we really want to do that? Like, we really want to just let these AI robots just kind of rule the Earth forever? Mm-hmm. Nah, dude. I don't think so. That's not how we fly. We gonna take them down. How we take him down? We gotta get the girl back. Mm-hmm. So let's get the girl back. So they're like, okay, let's get the girl back. Um, and then there's um, what they all group up: mm-hmm. Bugs, don't Morpheus. Remember, don't remember the rest of the names. Some but... other peoples, and they go. And this is like the middle action sequence where they meet. They have Smith, the Agent Smith, who's like not Agent Smith. He's Agent Smith, but he's not Agent Smith. You know what I'm saying? He doesn't look like Agent Smith, yeah, but it's Agent Smith. Yeah, he doesn't look like Agent Smith. It's not Hugo Weaving, but it's Agent Smith. Right. And that's they don't fight him in that scene because that's when Neil Patrick Harris is revealed as the actual villain, right? Well, no. They fight him because they fight the French guy and some of the other, those, like, warrior people. I remember the French guy screaming, like, oh, you wanted this. You wanted this mindless violence because it's, like, just a fight scene in the middle. Remember, he's screaming all those accusations like at the audience. Right. He's like, yes, you think yes. this is cool? You think blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. And then he just like runs away. <laughs> yeah. And he does fight Agent Smith there for a little bit. Right, yeah, when they like fall underneath or whatever. And then they meet up with, because um, yeah, because Agent Smith actually like almost kills him there. Mm-hmm. Then they meet up with Trinity. He finds her and um, the therapist comes out and it's like, bro, come on now. You really think I'd let this happen? And it's kind of revealed that he is... It's the analyst, I think it's like their name for him. Yeah. 
And he's the big bad. He's like the antagonist of the film. And it's an interesting, I liked what they did where he spoke in a very meta terms. Like what was the thing that made the matrix so popular? Well, it's bullet time. So that's what I'm going to use to like fuck you up. You know? Mm. So basically he, I mean, it's kind of like, it's to simplify it. It's just like Quicksilver powers. Yeah. He basically, yeah. Instead of being fast though, he's like slowing down time, but I guess it is fast. It's like everyone else around him is slow, I guess. Right. So, But to them, it's like normal time, so it looks like he's moving really fast. But they do understand him. It's not like he's standing there and like he goes... <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Yes. So it, it's just weird. It's just a weird area. <laughs> it is weird. But that's a whole like cool scene where he's like gotten you and he's like telling him his like, master plan or whatever. And he like shoots... A bullet. At, a bullet at Trinity. And the he kind of walks really over slow. and he's like, so you got to make a decision because she's about to get shot in the neck. And he's like, Ooh. yeah, and then he grabs it. And Come he's on. like, dude, really? Mm-hmm. I'm just better than you. Mm-hmm. And then, what do you, Just if we could say it now, what do you think about Neil Patrick Harris in the movie? He's way better than he was. In the trailer, I was like, yeah. what the hell is this guy doing? I can definitely agree with that. In the trailer, I was like, oh, I'm not sure I'm feeling this. But it's way better in the movie, I think. Mm-hmm. It's not like you know, great, amazing. I think the only time it falters is when you get closer to the end and he's like, bots, swarm attack. And I was yeah. like, <laughs> you know? Yeah, I guess, yeah. Towards the end there. Right. <laughs> bots, swarm <laughs> That's attack. Funny. I swear to God, he says that. He's like, it's wicked fun. Bots, swarm attack. And then they all do. Um, not to jump ahead, well, to jump ahead, I guess. Because... I want to just to talk about that interaction um, because the whole time Neil's like, Oh, I need Trinity. I love her and everything. You talked about how in the first film you weren't really feeling it, but in this one, Oh yeah. Um, Especially in the scene. Again, we're skipping like to the end at this point. That's okay. But uh, they're like, it's Trinity's decision. If she wants to come out, if she does, she does. If she doesn't, you know, then it's all over. Oh, um, I thought this scene was so good. And her in name's coffee, Tiffany. Her name's Tiffany yeah, in the yeah. thing. And so she's like, I have kids. Like, I have a husband, whatever. She's like, I can't do it. And everyone's like, oh, all is lost. Sadi was there. She helped come up with this plan and everything. Um, yeah. And she's like, all is lost. She walks away. And then her husband, Chad, is like, come on, Tiffany. We got to go. We're going to be late. Tiffany. Tiffany. Yeah. And then and she's like, would you stop fucking calling me that? Yeah. And then she freaks out. And then she's like, Neo. And he's like, what? And they freak out. Everyone starts fighting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Neil Patrick Harris is like, okay, stop. And like everything goes slow motion. <laughs> and he's like, really, guys? You thought, like, you know I have this power. So it's like, you guys are fucking idiots. I'm going to kill you both right now. And then Agent Smith comes out. Doo-doo-doo. He's like, finally. <laughs> Now's my time. And he fucking socks someone. And they have a little fight. And he's like, oh, wow. How did you do that? And they get away. It's a chase. He says, bots, swarm attack. It just starts taking over everybody basically around them, and they like are like jumping off of buildings. Yeah, it's freaking smashing sick. into the thing. I um, thought this sequence was actually really cool. wasn't very effective. Never. What? Oh, the people <laughs> the mass jumping off the buildings. Yeah, no, wasn't really that effective. I don't know if it was a metaphor for anything, but maybe I don't know. <laughs> no, they didn't really get them very well, but the whole scene was like really like it just looked cool because it had like that. The classic like matrix like green tint in the city, but yeah. it was kind of like green like light like kind of mm-hmm. showing down it did like, work. in the night, and he was just like motorcycling through everywhere. Um, she was, right, because that's her motorcycle. Damn fucking right it is. Which is kind of the point also for this movie. It's because to make 
Neo being the one, um, to they are the one. Right. You know, it's together. them together, us, them, the one. Mm. Which I think was a really nice way of yeah, working it in. I like that a lot. I would say personally, like you said with the first movie, Agent Smith has always been the draw for me. And he got his moment in this. Yes. But I was hoping for like one more thing at the end of like one Agent Smith. Oh, yeah. Little bit to add. It didn't happen. So I was like maybe a little disappointed. But what does that say about me for the, to expect that out of this movie? Right. Of all yeah. things, <laughs> he got his moment that I thought worked for me. So I like it. It was cool. But um, yeah. Um, so what happened? They have a long chase scene where everyone's trying mm-hmm. to kill them. They get away. They're defecting missiles and stuff yeah, on the roof. They, they get to the roof of the building. There's like helicopters lighting them up. And Neo's like, also Neo, another thing that I think is a interesting, and this is definitely a choice that Lana mm-hmm. made. He never, ever shoots a gun in this movie. Yeah. Okay. I don't even think he even grabs a gun. Mm-hmm. He's always Just using karate. his like karate or his powers. Yeah. 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 <laughs> his mind powers. <laughs> um, anyway, so they're like, Oh, and Neo can't fly anymore. That's like the th- he has like no more. He like can't yeah, do that his comes like up. flying thing. But they say we got to do it. We have no They're choice. Like, we have to this. jump. That's it. They jump and they fly. Or it's not Neo doing it. It's Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, aka Trinity. Trinity. Uh, yeah, and he's like, "Are you doing this?" He's <laughs> like, "I guess, yeah." And there's a cool scene where they're like suspended in the air and mm. like the sun the city looks cool and, and they're around. like okay cool and basically they're like i guess we win <laughs> yeah and they go and they much. visit the analyst and it re she like kicks his jaw off and he's like ah oh, that was tough. yeah because what was it there's like way in the very early beginning, in the film like someone they she say mentions that it yeah yeah when they're Which at school the cafe or whatever just like having a drink or something mm-hmm. um she does that and he just kind of like peels and he's like okay what do you guys want I was like, we're just going to go fix everything. It's like, okay. Bye. Okay, see ya. <laughs> and then they leave. Yeah. And Freaking awesome. Over. And the movie ends. Yeah. And they're both flying. We didn't mention, but uh, some of the machines are good now. Right? There's one machine that's, like, real cute. and like Which one? <laughs> the only one. Like There's the, two. Like, the main one. The main, like... Okay, I, I, cute's not how I would describe it. It's kind of cute. It's robotic, I would say. would kinda be my cute. main descriptor. Anyway, that is just like, okay. There's that, and then there's also, they have this new tech that allows programs to, like, exist in real life through these, like, magnets, basically. Right, Morpheus yeah, does so Morpheus does that. It's just yeah. kind of cool. That's basically, like, their whole linchpin of how they even are able to save Trinity at the end, because he, like, sneaks in. Right, yeah, he... Does his little secret plan. I just thought those were cool little details that they added. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, and then Sati is like, she's basically the hero. Sati yeah. from 3. <laughs> the little, cute little girl yeah. from The Matrix Revolution. What did you think hero. of... Um, the two people I want to talk about is the Agent Smith actor and the Morpheus actor. What did you think? Just because they're replacements. We need to find out their names. Yeah. I do not remember either. Um, I think they're both great, though, but specifically... The Agent Smith yeah. was, I thought, was, like, actually really great. I mean, the mannerisms and stuff, just trying to get it along the same lines and everything, it did feel very spot on to me. Mm-hmm. Like, this is what he would sound like in this younger, kind of cocky way. That's fucked up. Oh, my God. 5.7? 5.7. That's fucked up. They didn't have to do him like that. Jeez. Jonathan Groff and Yaya Abdul-Mateen. Yes. 
I liked both of their They're both performances. Good, but Jonathan Groff specifically, I thought was really great. Yeah, yeah, Abdul Mateen. He. Th- it was weird because it was not Morpheus, Morpheus, right? It was kind of a different take on the idea of Morpheus because there was almost like a level of, I want to say like camp to it because mm-hmm. he wasn't wearing these dark colors. He was wearing like a bright orange suit, like a bright blue thing. Like it was a really different energy for the character. And I actually enjoyed it because it's this much younger actor, obviously. And it's the idea of he's this program of Morpheus, you mm-hmm. know. Edge thought it was a very interesting edge that it brought to um, the character. I just thought it was kind of cool. No, definitely, yeah. Everything but they both they, they both did great. Yeah. Um, yeah, honestly, you know what? Screw you guys. The Matrix Resurrections is awesome. Yeah, where's it land in the ranking? Of the Matrix movies? Mm-hmm. Number two. I'm so happy that you think the same way as me. Okay. So do you want to rank all of the... All of the actors in all the movies? Who's <laughs> <laughs> the best actor out of every movie? If I, hmm. Who played little girl Sati? Her. She's great. Uh, I definitely have to go Hugo Weaving in The Matrix. Oh, yeah. Hugo He's Weaving. So, I just, literally, okay, one of the things, so though, good. I have to say is that after watching 4... I was upset that there wasn't enough Hugo Weaving in it. So I literally rewatched Priscilla, Queen of the Desert, the movie where he's a drag queen in Australia. Nice. Just because he's in it. And I was just like, I want to see him. And I have it. So I was like, yeah, good. Okay. He kind of channels that in Cloud Atlas. Mm-hmm. At the nursing home or whatever. Okay. Maybe a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> I see it. Um, You ain't seen that movie. Yeah, he's the best. I love the- him. Mr. Anderson. So great. With like the little eyeball thing he does. Yeah. Um, he's great. Anyway, let's rank the Wachowski films. What do you think? Oh, really? Yeah. There's okay. only like, what, seven of them? Sure. I put Jupiter Ascending at the bottom, but... Let's make the definitive list. Jupiter Ascending at the posters. bottom. Jupiter Ascending all I don't know the way maybe. at the bottom. Cloud, but you... Cloud Atlas. That's true. I I would actually I would argue for Cloud Atlas at the bottom of the list. Okay, but how do you feel about that? Uh, I mean, it's one of the two. It's like it's not like it's close for anything else. But think up, think about Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> think about it. I create life, <laughs> and I destroy it. It's funny when he's having like normal conversations, like with his brother and sister too, because they're like, "What do you think, Baramis? I do not think. I do. <laughs> <laughs> He's so, come on. Fine. Cloud Atlas yes. at the bottom. Cloud Atlas at the bottom. Stinker film. Then Jupiter Sending. Also a stinky film, but has. But it's like a cheese. As... It's like it stinks, but it tastes good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now it actually, honestly, it gets kind of hard because I kind of really like the rest of them. I would put Bound. Bound next? Well. Mm, that's tough. It's either the it's either Bound or Revolutions. You're right. That's the two. What what are we thinking? I mean, Ralph is not in Resurrection or Revolutions. It's true. He's only in the first. Just one. to be fun, let's do Revolutions at what would that be? Seven. Sure. Yeah. Or six, and then Bound at five. Okay. And then four has to be reloaded. Reloaded. Now it gets tough. The top three gets really tough. Yeah. Actually, never mind. It's not tough. One is Matrix for me still. Number three is Resurrections. And then Speed Racer 2. Mm-hmm. Oh. We're going to have to talk about the oh, two and one. Okay. Obviously, number two and number one is right now between Speed Racer and The Matrix. Mm-hmm. 
You think The Matrix. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of leaning Speed Racer. Might be biased. You're talking... Personally, I thought we were doing definitive, which means in the grand scheme of things, how many people reference Speed Racer daily? I know you say cool beans after every sentence, but not everyone does that. Nanja. <laughs> Nanja. I, a Matrix just has to be number. It's a cultural phenomenon. Speed Racer, it's not theirs. You know, They made it theirs, but it's still not theirs. Is Speed Racer better than The Matrix, though? I don't think so. Because it doesn't have Hugo Weaving. But it has a monkey. It does have a monkey. Mm. Doesn't have Eddie Redmayne either. No Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> Maybe it's at the bottom. <laughs> Maybe it's at the bottom. It's got John Goodman. How would you? The Matrix. Agent Smith, played by Eddie Redmayne. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. <laughs> Mr. Anderson. Do you want to see how far the rabbit hole goes? <laughs> <laughs> it could work. Honestly, okay, you know what? I'm fine with Speed Racer 2, The Matrix, number one. Awesome. That's fine. Even though I, if I had to choose only one, like if it was like I was stuck on an island and I could only choose like one film from a bunch of different filmmakers and I had to choose from the Wachowskis, I would choose Speed Racer. That's, yeah, hmm, that makes sense. I would either choose that or Cloud Atlas. No. Well, it depends on what you mean by trapped. You're stuck on an island. The island's chill. You're not, like, going to die or oh, anything. Oh, okay. But you can only have one movie from the Wachowskis mm-hmm. to watch. I was saying if I was like if it was, like, a dangerous island, I'd bring Cloud Atlas. Because, like, predators would come and be like, ugh. Oh. I'm not <laughs> watching that. And they'd run away. I would choose Speed Racer, close second, Jupiter Ascending. Just because I would never <laughs> want to forget Daddy Redmayne. It's so good. Uh, I hope there's a compilation on the web of just his scenes. That'd be great. There's got to Is Jupiter Sending like. Was that a big movie? No, I don't think it was. I really don't. I remember it coming out. I do remember it. Do you? Me too. I okay. do remember yeah. when that movie came out. And it's I, got Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis. They're famous. And Sean they Bean. Famous. Sean Bean. Ned Stark. Yeah. The King of the North. This would have been during Game of Thrones. The middle of the Game of Thrones, he was doing this. Yeah, I mean, he, he wasn't was already it, out of, of course, Game of Thrones, but, but, but yeah, Game of Thrones together. would have been happening. Yeah. Wow, truly amazing stuff. Truly amazing. That's a good list. Yeah, that wraps it up. That does wrap it up for the Wachowskis. Wachowskis. Wachowskis! Wachowskis! <laughs> now we get to do That's our... That's the Eddie um, Redmayne cut. <laughs> the Eddie Redmayne cut. <laughs> What do we get to do? Um, the reviews of the week. Oh, nice. What do you got? Do you got one? I do. Um, I'll be honest. Mine gives it away, but it's funny, I think. Okay. Channing Tatum plays a genetically engineered military wolf who zooms around in zero-gravity roller skates because his wings were cut off. <laughs> Everyone knows wolves have wings. Bees are genetically designed to recognize <laughs> yeah. royalty is something that Sean Bean, who is genetically spliced with a bee, has to say <laughs> with a straight face. The main plot is that a group of 14,000-year-old royal alien siblings mm. are attempting to either marry or murder their 25-year-old human mommy. But the nuttiest part is in the first 20 minutes when Mila Kunis tries to sell her eggs to buy a $4,000 telescope <gasps> on eBay. Yes, that happens! <laughs> and more than that, do you know what else? 
at the end of the movie, they buy her that telescope anyway. Yeah. And they're like, we split it up between us. Here's the thing. It was a $4,000 telescope. That means they each spent like $600 a person to buy her that telescope. Hey, man, they really wanted her they, to have They it. really love her, I guess. I don't know. Okay. Amazing that's good. stuff. And that's a great just it's summer just funny. Yeah. And honestly, it's just the film right there. Except they forgot Eddie Redmayne. In, they did. They did forget. But they should have okay. done the first half in lowercase and the second half in uppercase. And, and then, then it would have been made more sense. Knocked on. Um, I rented this trash from Redbox and spent over three hours watching it. I tried to quit it, but I had so much time invested. I kept waiting for it to make sense. Tom Hanks, you owe me a buck fifty. Movie and gas money. Um, movie and gas money. <laughs> movie and gas money. <laughs> The film jumps and jitters, and I felt like I needed drugs to make it interesting, but there is not enough weed in Kentucky to make this more tolerable. I agree with this person that reviewed <laughs> Cloud Atlas. For whatever, yes, exactly. For whatever reason, just the specificity that they're from Kentucky. <laughs> in Kentucky. Just, just really got me on that one. <laughs> that is good stuff. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Did you know that you can email us at thestaglerpod at gmail.com? You can do that. You can ask us a question. You can say you love Speed Racer. You can, please. You can Send us all want. the Speed Racer fan cams that you have. Yeah. Oh, man. It's probably some good, some good If you send an email, it might sound like this. Hey, guys. I also watched the three previous Matrix movies this week before watching the newest one. Being on COVID quarantine freed up some time. And all it did was make me hungry for more fighting movies. Not necessarily boxing or kung fu, but just good fight choreography in general. Heck yeah. Maybe you guys could do a show based on those things because seeing this movie really reminded that you that guys like Keanu are a treasure in their prime when you get one long shot of their skill. Thanks. Well, guess what? What? We're going to do it. We're going to French fry full speed ahead right into that exact topic because why not? Boom. See, if you're listening to the show, um, I'm, if you sent that email, I'm sure you're very happy. But mm-hmm. if you didn't and you're just like listening, look at that. You could send an email and influence the decisions that we make. Uh, wow. Could I send an email? You could send an email if you wanted. Why haven't I done that? we <laughs> <laughs> will do that before, uh, before too long. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We can take care of that for you. We can look at – I don't know if we'll do action – scenes that are just like fighting you know or if we'll do specific movies where just throughout the whole movie it's non-stop good action we'll have mm-hmm. to think about that yeah and see what we decide but definitely get ready for that you know that good, good. choreographed fighting sequences mm-hmm. it's gonna be great it's gonna be fantastic Look forward to it thank you guys um this has been a wonderful show this is uh bart lemonstrom from the talk here with Mr. Peter B. Thanks for having me on. You are quite welcome. Uh, you know what? I think talking to you, I've become a bit of a beta cock myself. Ah, uh, see? And I... <laughs> I do like... I do rub off on people. I know. That's what got Louis C.K. in trouble, too. Oh. <laughs> well? This has been Bert Lemonstrom and Peter Bitch for the talk. God bless America. And God bless the Stagler.